Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if I do say so myself. I've noticed that. And I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Oh 
Hi. Hi. I'm Carrie. I'm Laura. And this is... Gallery Ghouls. Gallery Ghouls. Gallery Gremlins. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for being here. It's a Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's evening. The sun's setting. It's the it's the witching hour up it in here. It is the witching hour. Tony is possessed. Tony's possessed by Paymon himself. He's possessed by Midsommar. <laughs> Tony goes full Midsommar at dusk. He did. He he tried to bite me and attack me. I had to t- hold him, clutch him to my breast and say, let's take a break in like a chill voice. You're truly like that cool mom that's like, okay. I hope I'm cool. Like he really public, overwhelms me. When you see when you see like that cool mom with their young kids and like at like the grove mm-hmm. and they're like All right, we're just going to stand here and calm down. Yeah. We just got to take a break. Let's Sometimes take a break. you just really need to calm down. Yeah. Go over where they're playing that live band's playing. Mhm. Dance a little. Yeah. And then come back to me when you're ready. It's moments like of that punctuated with moments of like me just muttering under my breath, like I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> that's parenthood, right? Yeah. That's parenthood for you. Like how many, I always wonder like how many times, like when me and my sister were acting up as like little kids and my mom turned to my dad and just go like, fuck my life. Yeah. Or like, I'm going to fucking kill him. You mm-hmm. know, that's my go-to is I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, usually it has to do with something he's doing that would most certainly kill himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, he tried to eat a cigarette. He tried to eat a cigarette. He tried to eat a literal piece of concrete. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he tried to take a drag of my cig. Yeah. He's continually like eating an acorn. I'm like, can you not do any of this? I mean, I reminded, I was, I was reminded of, my dog, who's no longer with us. R.I.P. Logan. R.I.P. Logan. You were a real one. He was a real one. You delighted me from afar. He delighted That's how many. I know it's true. Um, he ate pencils one time, like a bouquet of pencils. <laughs> Just like, we were like, okay. He's like, like nothing like a little lead. Nothing really like a little lead engine. and a rubber. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dogs just eat literally anything and. Dogs like experience things with their mouths. They do. So he probably was experiencing a pencil. And sometimes, you know, pencils smell so good, like fresh pencils. Yeah, I used to smell them. And like, but then they take an experience way too far. Yeah, they're like, they're kind of like addicty almost. They're very addict. Like, they're <laughs> true addict. I'm going to take this good moment and then push it till it becomes bad. Yeah, push it until my life hangs in the balance. <laughs> until I've like and then we are their higher power mm-hmm. who has like more control than an actual higher power would have yeah because they actually do stuff yeah like they <laughs> they need us like an addict needs an, an a higher power i'm kidding i no, i know but no it's it's a it's it's the best kind of god because it's, it's a care it's, a it's truly tangible god. it's a truly caring god it, things happen they make things happen they bring food if only we had gods like that. I mean, maybe Seriously. we do. Maybe we're just praying to the wrong ones. Our spirits. Maybe we should just start praying to like... It'd be fun to have huge hands lift me up, be like, you're so pretty, you're so pretty, I love you so much, and then like flop me around, like tickle my back, then get me ready, like give me a bath, and shower let us, me, style me, dress let us, me. Let us lay on their legs. Yeah, let me lay on them while they just like rub me, Yeah, feed me. They do everything. For Be adored me. by all Take of their god friends. Out of my mouth that I shouldn't be eating. 
You like go to bite an In-N-Out burger and they're like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they they're keep quick. you a very healthy weight. They're quick. They make you exercise. <laughs> they make your hair fall out. Yeah. You're worrying about them. I used to literally, when I had to babysit my dog, when my parents, when I was like living with my parents after college and I, they would go away for the weekend, mm-hmm. I'd be out in Philly where I live near and I would drive home from the bar to go be like with Logan. Because yeah. I was so, I mean, I was completely neurotic. I was like basically pulling my own hair out. Oh, totally. So. I've like gotten over most of my fears that like Tony's going to somehow contract Parvo. <laughs> I was like, he's Parvo. I know it. Like Giardia. most of the time I was waking up like terrified that he had Parvo virus. And then now. I'm what is ju- that virus? I don't know. It's like something they vaccinate against. It sounds horrific. It sounds horrifying. It's like a, I, and there's no cure for it. Like you just have to let it run its course and pray that like the dog lives through it. I mean, that's every, I feel like that's every new parent's fear too with their baby that like. Yeah. I've been having like a parental journey. Yeah. Like a postpartum. Well, it's like, here's this little thing whose life is completely in my hands Mm -hmm. and he doesn't, he or she does not know anything else, but like your generosity. Yeah. And guidance. And it's like, it's daunting, Mm -hmm. but it's beautiful. It's amazing. Tony's amazing. He is a true ray of light. In an otherwise Looking dark the world. Light, she's flying. <laughs> oh my god! I was I used to I remember one time I brought a ray of light album to a boy's sleepover. Fun. Did you play it? Yeah, when I was in fourth grade. That's amazing. And I asked someone if they thought the water if they thought the music was watery to them, and they were like, uh, "I'm gonna watch Doctor Doolittle." <laughs> <laughs> I like made them and they were all like cool. Like they were all good humored about it, but they yeah. were like I remember when that music video came out and it was like peak TRL days too. Mm-hmm. It was a real moment. She I was like, great. wow, Madonna. That's when she was really into wearing like blue satin button up blouses. Yeah. Like she wore that blouse all the time. She did. <laughs> she loved like a Tom Ford blue satin blouse. She must have had like eighteen of them. She also loved those like high like what are those? Uh, that Chris Jenner wears a bolo tie. No, it's like a call a Mandarin collar. Yeah, she yeah. loves that, and it's when and her hair in that video is goals. But then it was also you that, kind of have ray of light hair going on. Thanks. I try. I strive for like my ultimate hair would be a mixture of ray of light hair and Carrie Bradshaw season two Sex in the City hair, Ooh. curly and just like long blonde Rudy. Mm-hmm working towards that again it's happening it's gonna happen but remember when madonna went to was it the vmas and courtney love was like throwing things out throwing her? her cosmetics at her i was thinking about that the other night with the vmas which i didn't watch except who, i saw who did <laughs> i mean a lot of people i saw missy no, at the lowest ratings of all time no one gives a shit about the vmas <laughs> I'm like, you fucking idiot. No one gives a (laughs) shit about the VMAs. The lowest fucking ratings of all time, you fucking fool. (laughs) I watched Missy's performance. That was great. Okay. But like, yeah, I don't... The only thing that was cool is there were some Sopranos characters there Mm. because it was in New Jersey. But that feels like a weird... like. It was in Newark. Yeah, which is bizarre, but like I would have been down. If I had been invited to go, I would have gone. You would have taken the path. Yeah, I would have hopped on all sorts of transportation Mm -hmm. to be there new jersey transit to newark but i'm also like does anyone in the generation of 
people who watch the VMAs give a shit about the Sopranos? I don't think so. Like, it was it's weird that they were there. Don't you think that many of the kids were like, "Who are you?" Yeah, I think they were like, "Who are you to Missy Elliott?" Yeah. I bet you mo- half of the people were like, "Who is this woman?" <laughs> Yeah. It's really weird how MTV has like no idea who their audience actually is. And then like I could run MTV if I showed up tomorrow and was like, hey, it's Larry. <laughs> I'm going to help you guys out. It's my network now. I'm going to throw you a bone and we're going to make MTV great again. Oh, my God. I mean, they ne- they would be lucky to have you. I, 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 I watched there was some clip. I was in my car and i turned i checked my phone before i put it in park before i put it in park i checked my phone and i saw that because they were already doing red carpet arrivals at like 5 p.m yeah and i was like oh shit and (laughs) this (laughs) that was a great story i was like oh shit oh shit (laughs) (laughs) all right three out they're on the red carpet no but they had some fucking post of some youtuber who has billboards around la called like tana moreau oh my god (laughs) i'm sorry such a babe but i'm going to come out are you a stan full tana stan you're a stan (laughs) she married logan paul i know i watched her vlog or jake paul sorry i watched her vlog the other day that was like her vlog about getting married and i was like because i've always just been firmly like anti-tana but i really haven't like fucked with anything (laughs) in order to have that opinion like i just know that she had like a lesbian fling with bella thorne she did yeah which i love and i love bella thorne so then i was like you know what I'm going to give Tana a chance. It's Tana time. And then it truly has been Tana time for me ever since. That I'm is like wild. into her whole vibe. I. It's fascinating. It's, cha- it's truly, she lives one of the most chaotic lives I've ever seen. I mean, their wedding was harrowing. I saw a video of it on Twitter and it was like. It looked awful. It looked horrible. Like that is. It's Where did like, they get, they got married to like. They Where got married it? at some rando, I guess, like, I don't know who's, it was some it was vague, like a house, a house in Vegas. Yeah. Every element of their wedding is like, if and you like, put that into a nightmare, it would be my worst nightmare. I think like people from like, could just go like walk up to it and be like, I'm here. They got married in a house in Vegas that belonged to some rich guy that owns this house who painted the entire exterior of it white and spray painted their names all over it just for the wedding. Like people were spray painting his, like the windows of his house, which was like impossible to get spray paint off windows. So I was like, you must just replace everything. What witchcraft and like what darkness lies in that relationship? I Some, like, can't tell if older it's guy. just for how old is Jake Paul? They're like twenty. She's twenty one. Or twenty two or something. He's young, right? He's he is truly He's garbage. She could do I'm a sorry. lot better than him. She she I mean, I'm bless her bless her. Whether you like her or not, we can all agree on one thing is that she could do a lot better than Jake Paul. Jake him Paul and his brother. is truly disgusting. Logan Paul, I'd fuck him. <laughs> jake paul not a chance i jake paul makes nice skin crawl yeah i mean he's terrible logan paul is like logan paul's just like a hot dummy yeah like he's like someone you're just like all right let's just fuck yeah but he's also i'm like but he he looks like okay so when i used to swim jake like paul's head round, is like shaped like a brick yeah he has a square head and when i uh when i used to swim 
all year round, the guys, we would all get like gray hair from the chlorine and the blonde guys, their hair became green, like green and feathery. And Jake has, and he's like kind of just his, his vibe is very like swimmer in like January. His vibe is swimmer. I have a real feeling like his hair is going to go soon. Yeah. He's like, it's like, la- it's, it seems like low tide. Yeah. Um, I'm not one not to that talk. there's anything wrong. I'm with not that. one. I'm on propecia. Not that I judge that. I'm combating but I'm just my. Saying, hopefully, I mean, I'm sure he'll alleviate. We've talked it or, about my hairline journey. Yeah, or he can rock it. If yeah, that's what he I decides mean, he'll, to do. He can do it. He can go bald and have just like full blown potato head. But like, he also filmed a corpse. So was it Jake that did that? No, it was Logan. He filmed a dead person who committed suicide. I know that's pretty. <laughs> so I don't think I think you can. I like I don't. You know, they say not to make fun of the way someone looks, but with him, I'm like, fuck this guy. Look. He filmed a, a person who would hang themselves in the Japanese I'm trying to forest. think of some way to justify that act. I can't. It was bad. It was. It's not he good. He blocked me, too, on Twitter. That's amazing. Because I he, he, said, he tweeted something. He literally, and I watched like the video of him. It's just like. These are young idiots. Yeah, when he you didn't, were young. You have you, a lot of money. You, if you had access to that kind of like money and platform, not saying like you would do this, but like I feel like a lot of us would probably have done these types of things. We would film. I wouldn't film <laughs> a corpse. I wouldn't film a dead person and be like, oh my fucking God, there's a fucking man hanging in the tree. <laughs> there were also other they people also in that video. all of Japan. They yeah, they like, like went around in like Pokemon outfits being like, saying like really racist yeah. shit they were like, like ching chong yeah it's like, can you get a grip there were also other idiot. people in that video it wasn't just logan paul no there they was, travel with a was... crew they have like the most insane crew of people who like i'm sure i think they all have followings so they all like collab and then their views go up but like there were they were in the forest and they had they cut <laughs> to two of his entourage it was a girl and this guy and they just went like oh shit like they were like covering their mouth like they were like they just saw someone fart or heard someone fart they were like oh there's a dead person who someone who committed handled their life anymore and said what if you were came to the end of the line you decided i can't i actually can't take another day living on this earth my life is torture every day like i'm so depressed it's never gonna get better I'm ending it. Like, this is it. Going to the woods. Goodbye. You go into the woods. You end your life. It's so sad. But at least you have the sweet release of death. And then Logan Paul and his crew come along and film a video. And your corpse is in the background hanging. And they're like, oh, shit. Like that. You kind of deserve that if you commit suicide. I hope whoever that was is haunting them. Oh, I'm sure they're haunted by many a thing yeah. in a spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it's a wild, I mean, it's off. It's insane. It's, I don't, don't, I've never I seen. I don't recommend, look, I looked at it. I don't recommend it. No, it's, I just, it was blurred, but like. But they were like, oh shit. Yeah, it was oh, not great. Fuck. But anyway, Tana, Tanya. Tanya. Tana. 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 Tana Mojo. I can't really pronounce Mojo. But <laughs> she showed up to the red carpet with a snake, yeah. and MTV was like, "She goes down." They're tweeted. She goes down in history with the rest of them, and it was Britney and Justin Bieber. And I was like, "Excuse me, no. they are not in Britney's company." No. Britney, like, 
I'm not even like I love Britney. I'm not like, but Britney I was made, like, like that... iconic music that spoke to a generation of people. Also, that performance is still one of the greatest live performances ever on TV. Yeah. Do not. You, she does not share the space with Tana. Tana Mojo. Mojo. <laughs> but uh, Tana Paul now. And it's not her fault. She didn't tweet that. It's not her fault. She's fine. She knows not what she does. I just am like, forgive, wow, forgive that mother. fucking chaotic life. Like, how do you do this? And then I was like, oh, you're 20 years old. Like, okay. I'm I, just it, excited to grow with her now. I'm in. I'm all in. Maybe I should be in. I'm a full-blown Tana head. <laughs> you should have her on the pod. I should. I was She'd like, I would it. love to have her on the pod. Her, yeah. la- like, something about, I was just like, yes. Do I'm they in. live together? I don't know. It Think seems they hang like, out? It seems like... It fit, it seems I don't know fake. if he can love anyone. No. Because I don't think he's like capable no. of that. But there's also, I guess, some sort of documentary about the Paul brothers that like deep dives into their family. That's like a long eight-part thing. That, it's dark. Yeah. Tracy Morrissey was like insta-storying about it. And then I was like, wait, I need to watch this. Because I'm sure their lives are like dark as fuck. Oh, really quick recommendation on hulu there's this documentary called jawline oh, which yeah. is uh i watched it so i didn't know me and my boyfriend watched it and we didn't know what it was gonna be about it was so beautiful and sad and like terrifying and it's about uh the people who are trying to get who are like somewhat famous online but not to that level where they can live in la mm-hmm. and it's there this one guy who lives in tennessee and he's like 16 he doesn't want to go to school anymore he, and he's he's big on live streaming like yeah. the live stream community mm-hmm. where he just like lip syncs and does things and all these these teenage girls they love him are obsessed with him and he's trying to get to this level of like the big wigs the big dogs mm-hmm. and it shows him trying to get out of tennessee and it's really sad and his family doesn't have that much money and like his mom is like i really want you to stay in school and he's like no i, I don't want to be in school and his brother's like i just want who's older is like oh it's it's sounds devastating he like idolizes his little brother and it's devastating this kid is really sweet he's not like you're not like this idiot you're like this this really sweet kid who's this generation is like i don't know i mean i hate to be one of those people that's like they're lost but it's like like, their priorities are backwards no but it's it's, kind of are in a way we didn't have that when we were like when we were 16 we had something like i had facebook when i was 16 but i didn't what i aspired to was always it's like movie stardom was like everything but but that also feels like there's nothing that you can super do when you're young that can like propel you to that point yeah, and that's go, like so accessible as like just getting on YouTube and like having a channel or going online and getting attention. And the he goes he goes on a tour at one point. I mean, I don't want to ruin it. It's just it's crazy. But there's this one part that I will mention where he he sees that like the big these big streaming stars do meetups mm-hmm. where they'll just like show up in a public place and like hordes of girls will come. It's always like young like twinky looking guys. Yeah. And he just goes, "Hey guys, I'm going to do a meetup at the local mall and like 12 girls show up." Mm-hmm. And they just they're like crying over him and they make him do thing, like they make him like ride like scooters around. They they make him kiss them on the lips. <laughs> and he does it. It's like really That's bizarre. It's and they're like, "Give me your number. Let me have your number. Like, can I get your number?" And and like he's he does it cuz he's so desperate to have fans. Yeah. And it's like, you're watching his, you're watching his be violent, like kind of his boundaries be totally. Yeah. 
not but it's like it's weird to see like girls i don't know it was it was really interesting mm-hmm. okay i'm adding that to my watch list yeah it's it's be ready i'm not spiritually ready for it yet but i'll get there can we go back to the vmas for a second yeah. though what is the deal like why is everyone so badly dressed at them? Is that part of the contract? It's like, is it like show up in the ugliest fucking outfit you can possibly scrape together? The looks were trash. The looks were not even like good trash. Everyone looked terrible. Every There was not one person that I was like, wow, you look great. Missy looked great. Missy. I mean, she, she was too good. No I mean, she, yeah, I thought she was above too all good. of that, but I mean, Taylor looked <laughs> like, Pass. She never has wowed me ever. So, okay. I love her new album. I haven't listened to it. It's pretty good. Okay. It's a good, good, good album. So she's now like, I'm just, I'm not like dragging her. I'm just trying to make, so she's now like fully like an LGBT crusader. Yeah. And she just, now her entourage is like drag queens and gay men. Mm Mm-hmm. Like she brought, she was with like all the RuPaul people from the video. Damn. And then she did a whole big, like there was like a statement during her yeah. song. Yeah. I didn't watch it, but like, so that's, that's so, her, that's her now. That's like her thing now. Yeah. She's like a, like a fag. <laughs> like the most heteronormative person out there found her platform. But remember it was like, what happened to her? What, like, okay. My, what I wanted to know, and I wanted to talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. Gigi was there, but not with Taylor. Yeah. Are they not friends anymore? No, later in the night, they were like her and Bella and Gigi were pictured together, like hugging and smiling. Do you think she's like, hey, guys, I can't hang with you in public for a while. I have to hang with drag queens. I think it's all very strategic and self-serving. Like Todrick Hall. I think they've been they've been friends and like collaborative together for a long time Todrick i think she was the original like gay that she like brought into the fold um i think she listens and knows everything everyone ever says about her she and does she then takes that into account and then makes like strategy moves she storyboards on public opinion and feedback it's it's I've and never i seen think the like public it. opinion and feedback of like her last album cycle was like damn this like petty bitch like won't give it up but i guess we're here for her i don't know the, i guess the the public feedback on her last album cycle was kind of like it didn't make that much of a splash but she did really up the production value of her live show like it wasn't just like her bringing famous people on the stage yeah. and then like having no real production value of her concert. Right. But like it was like a spectacle. It was a spectacle. And Did I you think, see it. No, but I saw enough like footage of it and stuff to be like, damn, she really like put in the work it's, to make this like a show show. Right. Uh, but before that, everyone was so mad at her because it was like, why are you staying silent? Like, you're just trying to not ruffle people's feathers, like take a stand on something. So I feel like she went into like the hub and then storyboarded, like, what can I take a stand on that's like feels right for me, but isn't like, I don't yeah. know. It just feels all, everything she does feels really calculated. Yeah. I mean, look, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm, happy that she's using her platform for that like for any you know women's issues lgbt issues like she's 
definitely anti-Trump, which is yeah. Which so is like, cool. She, she could she could influence a lot next year, which is good. But yeah, it just feels like really like oh, so now we're just I okay. She just can't win, really. Like everything. I know. But I think that's also because she just doesn't come across as like that genuine of a person. But just, I think she's always just been like dying to be popular, dying to be accepted. And now she's in a, pa- a power position where she has so much money. She's so famous that she can reach out to anyone and be like, do you want to be friends? And they would say yes. Like if she reached out to me and was like, want to hang out? I'd be like, fuck yeah. I'm canceling my day. And like, it's you and me, Tay. But well, like I'm- there's no. So it's like. Remember that Rolling Stone article from the 1989 era when she was like, one day I asked these girls to hang out and they all said no. And then I went to the mall with my mom and I saw them all there, like hanging out without me. And my mom said, come on, honey, we're going to go to the better mall. And I was like, and then we went to the better mall, like the nicer mall, Mm -hmm. like to get. And I was like, oh my God, Taylor has been looking for the better mall since 1989. Yeah. Since b- way before that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since she's like, she was like in high school. She still has like, she has like. No, I mean the year 1989. Oh, I was like. <laughs> well, maybe well before that. Who, yeah. who knows how old she is. Her spirit is constantly, her probably her life karma or like her spirit's like karmic journey is always that over and over. I'm into her being like a, like a force. Like she's, I'm in, I'm in, even though I'm like, I'm sus of the strategizing. I, everyone has to strategize and I'm realistic about it, but I'm, I'm kind of into it. I'm like, wow, she's like, she really is listening. She's like big brother. She's listening. She's look, she scrolls through Tumblr apparently Mm -hmm. sees what her fans are, you know, saying about her. Yeah. She's, she's aware of everything. I wrote an article once for paper where I jokingly said that she storyboarded her vacation to Europe with Tom Hiddleston Mm -hmm. with like the you know with like a hive and within an hour i I had to take it down damn an hour me at a very small independent like it was not yeah i feel like she's definitely watched please welcome to the stage for sure hates it well and probably hates me but like (laughs) so if anything bad happens in my career i blame taylor no, I mean, I've... Uh, no, but I would be friends with her. I would be I have friends no with chip her. on my shoulder against her. I'm just like, whatever. You do you. She's nice. She goes... She, like... She shows the fuck up for her fans. She, she shows, shows up, up to weddings. Fans. She upped her, like, live performance thing. She gives the fans what they want. <laughs> no, she but makes she, like, good she, music. She, like, goes to, like, baby showers of, like, random fans. Like, yeah. she'll, like... She does... She... I, I knew some guy who got engaged and, like, Taylor showed up his his engagement party and like serenaded them Mm because he's like a big fan of hers like she shows the fuck up she cares yeah maybe yeah she cares about something she cares about something and i respect that i don't know what it is but i'm also like can you just get over the kim and kanye thing already yeah like get over it yeah apparently there's a the first song in the album kind of sounds like the theme song for the kardashians like uh, you know that have you seen it no okay never mind but i'm sure it's like very like kanye evocative evoking kanye and i want i wondered if it was a dig at them and i was like jesus like let it go but i will say one thing 
on the LGBT part, mm-hmm. Taylor. So now we're all like, okay, cool. She's like, she's a fierce LGBT she's warrior. Our ally, yeah. I'm sorry, but like, even if it was strategizing, Gaga, for instance, has been ride or die out the gates since before she was yeah and she knows that like the gays as long as she's got the gay you know like i think pop stars know that if you get the lgbt people you're like Mm -hmm. and she was smart but she's been she's walked the she's walked the talk yeah and she's been there since the beginning and i sometimes feel like people like her don't get enough credit i mean even katie perry like these people i know that's what i was thinking too is like katie perry did this long before taylor and like Britney has been always like a gay ally. Like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I, it's kind of like you can't, but I guess she's so powerful. It doesn't even matter. People just are like, whatever. Yeah. But the gays that I think have kind of across the board, like love Taylor. Like they've always been into her, even if she hasn't been like vocally supportive of them. I haven't always been into her, but yeah. I, I got really, I remember she like, or I should say, like, I feel like she's always had a big gay audience. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. I've always, like, if ever I was listening to her, like, I like 1989. I, I listen whenever she's on. Mm-hmm. But, like, I've never been, like, a, a Swifty. Yeah, I've never really listened to any of her. I have no songs from her albums and stuff, but I haven't really listened to, like, albums of hers all the way through. Yeah. I feel like because they, like, weren't on Spotify. So I was like, whatever, bitch. Like, I'm not... <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, she's like the FDR of pop music. (laughs) She's like beloved, but fierce, fearsome. She, she's vindictive. She punishes. I'm terrified of her. Yeah. I saw her, I stood next to her at Gaio series Oscar party and Madonna's manager who was like an Oscar party. I went to like Elton John's Oscar viewing party. Wow. As a plus one, I was plus one to like chic Oscar events and then ended up standing next to Taylor. And I was just like, you're about the same height, right? We're (laughs) like pretty much exactly the same height. She's stunning. I was just like, oh my God, she's so beautiful. But then I was like, I was also like, so I was pretty drunk. And then I was like, I really hope that she doesn't like recognize. I was like, did she say anything to you? No. And I was too like, you know when you've gotten drunk and you're just like, I can't actually interact with anyone that I don't know well anymore. Nothing or, that comes out of my mouth is going to be well, I'm going to make a bad impression yeah. on anyone <laughs> except for my nearest and dearest yeah. and their nearest and dearest. But I can't like go out of my way to like make a good impression on anyone. It's not going to happen. Not tonight, Shane Halls. Not tonight, Shane Halls. Not tonight. I wonder darling. how that would... Like, I wonder if, like, if I had been, in, I'd just be like, oh my God, Taylor, I love you. I feel like she would just be like, thank you. I wish that. Oh, thanks. That was one of the last nights that I really, like, partied that hard. And because I woke <laughs> up the next day and, like, felt really bad about, like, the level of drinking that I engaged in. It's the Oscars. Whatever. And then, but I, I would do that night differently. And I would have, had I done it differently and not been, like, creepy drunk, <laughs> <laughs> I would engage with Taylor. And just be like, you rock. I don't know what I'd say. But I would want like some sort of. I've been in those positions where like. Like where I was like rolling or something in New York and I would see someone that was like. Yeah, I think I was rolling too. (laughs) (laughs) It was a double combo that then went into like creepy. Yeah. 
But I did. I that's when I like grabbed Leo Leonardo DiCaprio, and I was like, "This is your year," because he had just won the Oscar. I felt like I could like. What did he say? He's like, "Thank you." Oh, a gentleman. LD. Mm-hmm. Um. LD. <laughs> the only LD you need to know. Larry um, David. Who? Who? Uh, I. I. I was rolling once, and I saw someone that was famous, and I. They had a really cool coat on, mm-hmm. and I just went up to him, and I was like, "I need to feel. Can I feel your coat?" <laughs> and he went, "Yeah." Love that. And he let me do it, and he and then he was like, just walked away, and I was like thank you that's great he knew what i needed in that moment who was it oh it was magic johnson's son oh he was wearing this incredible fur coat ej that was like vast and he was right next to me and i just like i just wanted to like he i think he knew i was he's always pulling a real look together he looked amazing the last time i was at erwan <laughs> he was strolling out shopping bags in hand in a high heel i was like yes i was like today's a good day i love that that's magic johnson's son i know it's really powerful and he's like so cool like he's so supportive of him yeah it's a cool family it's cool he gave me what i needed in that moment and i appreciated that but i feel like i've Oh, there was another guy who I won't name. He gave you what you needed, but then you were able to set a boundary, or he was set, set his boundary. He set a boundary, and, and, and I and I was disengaged, like, and you respected the boundary. Respected it, and yeah. that was that. But I had another time where I was on where I was Nunca. <laughs> <laughs> I was in that territory, mm-hmm. and I was at a. <clears throat> I won't name him because I think you know him. But I went up to him, and he's not even that famous, but he's like well regarded. And mm-hmm. I went up to him, and I was like, I think we know. <laughs> I think you know people I know. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And I like said it. I was like, you're blank, you know, blank, blank. And he goes. <laughs> and yeah, I, and I went. Tell me who, and it's <laughs> not even really like a famous person. No, but like it was like. But it was, uh, you were coming like from a place of Nunca. And- it was, it was, he was, he was gay Yeah. And I was like. Gamus, I like that. And I was like, you're who you are. And he went. <laughs> He went, how do you know who I am? Oh. He's like, that's weird. And he walked, or he's like, that's weird that you know that I know that person. Or something like really. Mm. And I was like, Ugh. oh, no. <laughs> There's nothing worse than being in a place of nunca and then like <laughs> <laughs> trying to like connect yeah. with another person that you don't know that well. But like a person that may or may not be famous and you're like having like a fanny weird moment with them. You're but, better off like if you are in that place, you find yeah. yourself in a place of nunca. Take and yourself then, outside. Yeah. Get your have a get yourself out of there. Get out of there. Get out of there. And I've been in a place. You'll be glad that you got out of there. <laughs> I know people who know you. Yeah. It's then- never ended well when I've done any of that ever. Leo was the best case scenario. But he was I'm a gentleman. St- he was a gentleman, and you know it was a brief encounter. But I know I know people who I've done. I've had those moments. I've bordered on place of nunca, even in <laughs> sobriety, like where I'm like at something, and I'm like, I know something about someone that I don't know, and I'm and I'm like watching them, and there's a part of me that's like, what if you just went up to them right now and went, I know who you are. <laughs> It's like Tony when he goes, I take him to the dog park and some dogs, he just is like so all about sniffing their 
fucking genitals and he gets on from the side he gets in there and then he just starts air humping and then it's just like out of control like his body is just like humping in the air and i call it his friendship dance because i read about it and it's not even like a sexual no it's just about it's a tension release and like a wanting to play he wants to connect he wants to connect but that's what you are like when you go up to someone and come from a place of nunca you're (laughs) basically air but i also i want to go but there have been moments where i'm like what if i could just go up to this person right now and be like i've seen your posts i've seen your put your cousin's posts like i know about your aunt you know like just like stuff like on there like because i've looked at your instagram i know everything about you i've thought about you before and not in a weird way just because i'm looking at you and i've 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 wondered about your connections you know yeah i saw like how many ever wanted to do that? Just oh, like, absolutely. Not like, but like, there's a part of you that's like, don't do it. Don't do it. I was at Trader <laughs> Joe's a couple days ago and saw like a couple, like this lesbian couple that's like insta famous to me. And like, they had just recently gotten engaged and like, I, I've like followed their journey. Love. And then I saw them there just like in kind of just like, they're shitty trader at trader Uh, Trader joe's yeah (laughs) like in like shitty grocery shopping clothes like i was wearing it was like they're just like me i was like they got into their like they're not even like looking so glam like they're just here like should i just like go and say something to that like should i congratulate them on their engagement like and then i was like shane i'll get out of here get out of here get out of here what if you went up to them and just went you're just like me (laughs) i thought it was just like me just like me (laughs) they're just like me they're just like me i was like same clothes. There's so many things that I could have said that it was just, it's like, no, no one wants to be interrupted while they're grocery shopping by a creep that's like, <laughs> they don't know who's like, so oh, you're engaged. Oh my God. And like, your hair has been on my like vision board for like hair colors. And I just love it. <laughs> oh God, it makes me so happy. <laughs> but I did like, get close to them and then have a moment where I'd be like, Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Like that was like my, <laughs> I can never fully resist. <laughs> it's a little nunca. It was, it was borderline nunca. <laughs> but it didn't go. It's it, on my vision board. <laughs> it's trailing off. And they're like, they are okay. leaving, checking out of the grocery store as I'm just like, In the egg section like, <laughs> near the yogurt. <laughs> You're making like a face like <laughs> You like sees. <laughs> They're like slowly walking away and they finish their well, that's shop. the thing about Instagram like <clears throat> social media. Here's a hot take. That's the thing about social media that's like it's weird because it, it's like you're you see people who are like not like Taylor famous, but like you're like micro famous like my social media is birthed micro fame which is like you can have a lot of fans but not be famous and it's like when you see and but you still have to like like when you're out and you see that like when you see like an instagram insta couple that you're like you you still have to like have that celeb boundary but but it feels like more feels like you could just you're like, be able you. you're just like hey like hey, it's like it's not, me yeah it's not okay <laughs> hey it's me hey hey it's me Lara. i just wanted to say congratulations on your engagement <laughs> best wishes 
best wishes to you. It's all that you got engaged. In Are you going to do the Dale voice? It's very Dale. I go full Dale yeah, when it, when a Les comes into the mix. Yeah. It brings out Butch Lara. <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh. Congrats to you and yours. <laughs> I, yeah, I've... I hope you have a beautiful wedding. I hope you have a beautiful wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I love the... Vision board! You're the air vision board! <laughs> But yeah, that being said, I love when people come up to me and say they oh, recognize yeah. I mean, me any totally, I'm, I'm like down, it. no matter where I am. Yeah, if you like, if you shocked. ever see me anywhere, please approach. Yeah, no, I'm. I love it. I mean, I was at Gaga, and one of the and a very kind reader came up to me and was like, "Love what you and Laura are doing," and I was like, <laughs> "Hey, I fucking love it. It was great. I love it." So always into that. Never gets old. But I'm. I just. I've had. Anyway. Yeah. I just have to really keep myself. Even not, like, even just people that I just, I just know through friends. Mm-hmm. Like, that guy that I was, like, embarrassed myself with. Like, he's not, like, I he, I just know people that know him. And I could have just been, like, oh, I think, which is probably creepy in itself. But I just went about it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, even, yeah, like. I, I just went about it all wrong. But I've, like, seen people out where I'm, like, oh, I've, like, totally spent like an hour on your page mm-hmm. like just scrolling yeah i've i've looked at you i know things about i know you. things about you i know things about your family i know things about like your fronds mm-hmm. like i have been on vacations with you haven't looked at your stories because i don't want that i don't want you to know i was looking but oh yeah true true anyway speaking of that's a ghoulish moment it's a ghoulish ghouls, moment a good transition there's a lot to talk about in this week's episode. This week's episode of Gallery Girls. It's a fucking roller coaster out there in the streets of New York. So we pick up fresh. It's the night, the day after the end of Century Party from the premiere episode. Yeah. Um, I like, love in the recap of last week's, so it just has Amy also shouts everything she says. Uh-huh. So it's like going through everything <laughs> that people had done in last week's episode. And then Amy is like, I love fashion. I love glamour. I love a long eyelashes. And it's just like, God, can you calm down for one second? In case you didn't watch last episode, this girl is annoying. She's <laughs> That's wild. The production. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so we, we come up, it's morning. It's like really early, AKA 10 AM. And Claudia is just arriving at end of century. EOC. It's she's opening it after a rager of a party. They zoom in on a red solo cup, which I love. <laughs> um, and like it's trash. It's trash. She's like, it smells like a frat house. There's wine stains like on the walls, like the closet. They've like thrown a curtain in there. Like there's like cigarette butts. Yeah, it's, it's like I'm sure all the clothes smell bad. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Also, the paintings. Yeah, aren't you supposed to like cover them from fumes? yeah good point can't they erode yeah i don't know like, it's weird that no one stayed behind and like cleaned up after the party why did they have also like when are they what are their hours well we'll get to that because that's like that there's a point of contention about that but like yeah. my question was like why are they having like i get like a gallery has like wine and stuff but like this felt like a rager like just go to a bar like why didn't they just rent out they like want people to bar. come in and see the space. Know, and then like, I think they're probably trying to sell stuff during the party. That's true. But so like people get kind of drunk 
like and then yeah. buy some stuff. But that didn't seem like the vibe. It seemed like no, it Chantal seemed like our friend. Like we have a fucking <laughs> store now. Let's fucking party. Yeah, it's like we're in a cool loft. Yeah, it's like we're in a warehouse. We're Come a- to our store. It felt like the wrong kind of like if they wanted. Also, with the, their crowd of friends, I don't think are the right people to be like selling your wares to. No, it was. It wasn't. If if they wanted to do like a party where they get people loose to feel like loose with their wallets, have like just some wine, like a, a normal gallery party where people are just drunk off wine, mm-hmm. and they have people there. Like they could have, they could have planned this better. I was thinking they could have had like a secu- they could have hired like a security person just to like be. To be a little of, more like, like the yeah. paintings and the outfits. Hire a cleaning crew. <laughs> Hire a fucking cleaning. Hire service. like a caterer or like people to pass drinks or something. But as we know, they're they're sol with yeah. funds. No, um, it's not. It's not looking good from the jump. Chantel or Claudia says, if Chantel doesn't show up, I'm driving to her house and killing her. Which yeah, I thought was great. <laughs> That's great. Claudia Claudia's- spends two and a half hours scrubbing off wine stains and like getting the store ready but i don't know if she's getting it ready to be open or just she's like we're gonna take a day off and like clean the store i think i think maybe she thought it was gonna be ready and then she was like we're gonna have to take a mental health day yeah it's like it's like when i went i got hired (laughs) when i was in a really dark phase before i got sober Mm -hmm. i was starting a new job and i missed my first day of work because <laughs> i was yeah too fucked up too, too i hadn't stopped nunca out i was <laughs> i missed my first day of work like it was the fact that they didn't just fire me like they were nice to even let me come but whatever but anyway that i, I was thinking of that. these things happen these things happen but also it's just like <clears throat> It's like you're giving a child a loaded gun to play with. Like they don't have their shit together enough to really understand what it takes to like make a store happen. No. And it's like when I was little, I used to always want my parents to get me a town for Christmas, Mm -hmm. like a play town. Like I wanted Santa to bring me a town that I could fit in. Yeah. And when I I didn't get it, I stopped believing in Santa. But they're playing like town. Yeah. It's also weirdly... (laughs) Like what? They're in debt fifteen thousand dollars, like fifteen to eighteen thousand dollars. Fifteen. That seems cheap to open a store and then like stock it, but I guess you just have to pay rent and bills. Yeah, but it's Lower East Side in two thousand twelve was not that much cheaper than it is now. Yeah, like, like was, a storefront is not like a cheap thing to rent. No, that was a so unclear. Have they gotten another, like, did they get more than 15000 Or, like, I wish we could see the balance sheet. Yeah, 15000 is the number they keep referring. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I feel like that in the, that neighborhood, that storefront would be, like, double that. Yeah. Maybe for more. For one month. Yeah, for, like, a day. Yeah. Um, Chantal. Chantal arrives. With at, Spencer. With her boyfriend at 1230. And she walks in and says, good morning. (laughs) And then she she says, I've had a good night's sleep. (laughs) I did yoga. I had a French press coffee. And now I'm ready for work. The way she speaks is like, she should just do ASMR. Yeah. She is an ASMR queen. She walks in and she walks into the place and she goes, oh, like (laughs) she did this. Yeah. She's just disgusted by it. And it's already like you see the dynamic where she is really good at making Claudia think like it's her fault. Mm-hmm. 
and claudia internalizes it yeah and then like kind of like claudia is always trying to make chantal happy Mm -hmm. it's a really it's a dynamic that works really well for chantal oh yeah has destroyed eats claudia from the inside out chantal has like molly face chantal she has like look like she's done a boat a lot of molly yeah like in this specific day no like the night before yeah she looks well she needed her morning routine it sounds like in order to have (laughs) any sort of day that would be successful ahead of her and her weird boyfriend who's just like follows her around i like spencer you do i mean he's really like a beta boyfriend but like he's he's cute cute and he seems to really like her and treats her like a queen so i'm happy for them but then Chantal and Claudia have like a really confusing conversation where they decide they're trying to decide like what days of the week they'll both they'll work at the store. Chantal wants to work two days a week. So does Claudia. I'm really. Do they have like a, a skeleton crew or something? Like, do they have like? Are they just like the owners who like don't work all the time and they have like a staff? Maybe they've hired like retail associates or something. But they don't have enough money for that. It's all really, it's not coming together. Chantel literally is like, so I, I'm leaving soon, she says. Which <laughs> Chantel says, oh, I have to leave soon, and she just got there. Yeah, and she goes, I, or I thought she was talking about like, I'm going out of town or something. Like, oh, she was I like, thought she was just like leaving for the day. Oh. Like she showed up and then she was like, I gotta go soon. Like, Basically, they, they found a cupcake. They found a half-eaten cupcake, <laughs> like tucked in a corner somewhere. Great. So... They are, they kind of like, they can't agree on which days they're going to work. <laughs> Sorry. They can't c- agree on committing to 16 hour work weeks between the two of them. And Chantal's like, so I'm going to take, I'll take Tuesday and Thursday because she clearly doesn't want to work on the weekend. No. And Claudia's like, it would probably be better if you worked Fridays. And she's like, hmm. We'll and then figure Claudia's it out. like, well, I guess I, I have no problem like working on a Friday. And it's like, bitch, like, this is your job. You should, for the you first just, like, year. Shouldn't you just be there and like want to be there if you have opened like this place and like care about it a lot? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really bizarre. It's crazy because if you were doing this the right way, you would be there seven days a week, all day, and leave like, it, especially for the first year. And when you're building up your revenue, like you should, they should be there every single day. Imagine if you were Claudia's parents and you're watching the show and you're like, Oh my God, I made the hugest mistake (laughs) giving this, my daughter just like unlimited resources to start this like silly side project. It's a store, a store in Manhattan. Yeah. It's not like they're in like, it's not like they're in a hometown, like rural Illinois, yeah. like opening a little shop. This is like a store. They're not even in Brooklyn. No. They're in like a really... The island of Manhattan. Which is, it's unlivable. It's dog eat dog out there. Dog eat dog. So, so Chantal like, leaves and then she goes, bye, Claudie. Bye, Claudie. And then she goes, I just don't stress. <laughs> By Claudia was also a gaslight. Like oh, yeah. everything's fine. It was akin to you okay, Claude? You okay, Claude? Bye, Claudia. <laughs> Bye, Claudia. Like so happy and chipper. Yeah, which Cla- Chantal is never. Claudia is like mopping, and she like 
Like, where's Chantel going? I don't know. She has places to be. She's going to see a movie. She always has places to be. She's probably just going back home. To sleep. Or going shopping. Yeah. They're going to get drunk. Yeah. Maggie (laughs) gets ready to go to her terrible internship. Okay. We just need to say something first. Maggie lives in Murray Hill. Yeah. Which is... What's the deal with Murray Hill? (sighs) Is it like low tip of Manhattan? No, it's like in between downtown and midtown. And it's like this weird in-between space where like mostly bros and the women that date them live why do bros live there i i don't i don't know it's like there's lots of sports bars it's like very fratty it's like the people who didn't transcend college live there okay and i'm saying it and if you live there i'm sorry i've always heard that i've always heard it it's true you can't argue with i mean there's some there's some nice places there like i know i've been in some nice apartments there of, of people who are really cool and like but it's just like it's like it's it's weird any yeah yeah, it's weird okay i'm I'm glad to know yeah thanks for clarifying that you're welcome so she lives in murray hill just i would every time i was in murray hill i was confused yeah it sounds confusing i I don't get like a sports bar in new york like that doesn't make me feel good yeah i just like like it doesn't add up to me. Like I don't think of New York as like a place where you could go to a sports bar. Yeah, it's it's a strange place. I don't think of LA as a place really where you could go to a sports bar. Yet they exist. But they like do. Chicago, I think uh, like Philly feels sports bar-y. Philly feels sports bar. The South. The South. Long Island, as yeah, we say. Long Island, um, for sure. But like Manhattan, it feels like so wrong to see a sports bar there. Murray Hill was always like a place I just walked through, like when I was like drunk sounds like the midtown <laughs> it is sounds like it is just as confusing as the midtown it's like midtown east and murray hill to me or like every time i was in there i was like what yeah like it's like there's a big Dwayne reed it's like a place where i go to find murray hill is like a place where i go into like a deli to buy like a 12 foot long phone charger and then, <laughs> and then cry classic that's like what i think of murray hill like. yeah okay. so that's that's murray hill so maggie lives there with her like bro boyfriend ryan they live together they live do they live together i don't think they live together oh i think she like just met him oh <laughs> she lives alone in like a, a tiny murray hill apartment yeah she was like her life just is like not great and i'm also like wanting to reach through the tv and being like you actually don't have to go to this internship anymore yeah she's like i'm really nervous i really need to like make make a good impression again like i need like you could put this internship (laughs) on your resume and use this person as a reference without ever showing up ever again you've worked there for a year but as we know but the plot thickens so she shows up and she's just like when she smells her coffee and she goes it smells good i was just like oh my there's God. something off with this girl get i'm really confused by her i think she's just like living in a constant state of trauma yeah there's moments where i'm like she genuinely it makes me laugh out loud like she's funny she's funny but then other moments where i'm not sure like she's in there i think I'm she like, disassociates yeah but she she talks really quiet. Yeah. She's always muttering to herself. Yeah. So she heads to Eli, Eli's art gallery. <laughs> Liz is at the front desk. She walks in and she's like, this is bullshit. I, it took <laughs> me 
I've worked here for a year. And I'm not even allowed to sit at the front desk. It's been she's been there for like a week. Yeah. Liz is just like Hey. Hi. Like just typing. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he does in front of Liz, the other intern, is you need to go sort out or you need to go put water, water into a in dog, dog bowl, bowl and set it outside for the dogs passing by. And you need to lift one of those horrible water coolers up on its side. Yeah. And Liz is just like Yeah. And she does it. Maggie cannot deal, though. Also, the show does a really good job of highlighting various people's, like, incompetence. Because, like, if someone tells you, like, put water in the dog bowl, it's like, go over to the sink, pour out the old water, rinse the dog bowl, and put water in there, and then take it back outside. Like, it's not that tough. There has to be, like, a bathroom. There's got to be a sink in there somewhere where you could do it. Yeah. But then it's like, she's, like trying to fill it up with like the arrowhead water or whatever and it's like don't what and she's like i can't eli like what and it's like no what like what is this this is another form of like flirting kind of yeah she likes to be i think she likes being in this position she likes being like she's like kind of into like humiliation like it's like 50 shades of gray yeah and then Um, she's like it's gonna take 10 years of like Filling up a cup of water and pouring it in the dog bowl. It's like, no, it takes like 10 seconds. And I'm all the time, you figured it out. <laughs> all the time, Liz is just watching. So then Maggie, after she does this and is like humiliated, she has to go back and like sort out do- grocery bags for dogs. Yeah. For to poop. use as like poop bags. Yeah. And then Liz and Eli are outside like having a nice combo about dogs. Yeah. They're like trolling. Uh-huh. They're like, my dog loves water. Liz is like, oh my god, my my dog loves water. Eli's <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, mine like my dogs like love ice, and she's like, oh, yeah, ice is great. And then he's like, no, like my dogs eat them like a treat, and she's like, oh wow, and it's just like okay. the worst combo I've ever heard. It's a terrible combo, but like, and Maggie's in the back, like just watching them. Like Maggie's like, it's hot in here. Yeah, <laughs> like she can't. I'm like Maggie, you're stronger than this. She just looks like she has a cold yeah she's like like, a little sickly and like she has like she needs to get out of this hell that's this internship she has spiritual mono and maybe she (laughs) would have gotten out of it if she didn't have to film a bravo reality show about it yeah i mean i mean i don't know but it's like she made a deal with the devil yeah it's it's bad for her um and liz Liz does say, like, I feel bad for this girl. Like, yeah, she's, she's like, I like Maggie. Yeah. Like, and they get along well. Yeah, they end up being friends. But, but like, Liz would never be... I mean, she's just in a, pow- in a power and a privilege position because she would just never get fucked with like that from yeah. Eli. And, like, she probably just doesn't have to work if she doesn't want to work. No. Wait, what was the last thing that happened with Maggie? She's just, like... She's just sorting out trash bags. She's, like, tying <laughs> grocery bags into a knot and, like, hating her life. <laughs> Sorry, babe. It's amazing. It's really good. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William vs. Harry started. 
It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disentel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if i do say so myself i've noticed that and i think our listeners have noticed too because i've been picking up on a bunch of tiktok comments that have been like you're glowing recently so hats off to dime no one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine the work system from dime beauty has everything you need in one powerful package it includes a gentle cleanser a toner two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Are you ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? Give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos and you will rise to the top of the heap and you will be deified and worshipped for the rest of your days walking this planet. Because as anyone who with siblings know, that's the only goal on Mother's Day is to be the favorite. And if you're an only child, you're still competing with all your other extended family members and it's important to wage a war and come out on top. If you're an only child, you're also at war with yourself. So what you can do is get your mother or the preeminent mother figure in your life an aura frame. You load it up with photos. It's literally the easiest thing to do. And I know that you might be thinking, ew, digital frames are bleak. But I'm telling you, this aura frame is chic. And the best part is it has unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app so you can keep updating your mother or mother figure's frame with new photos. So it's the gift that keeps on giving and uploading. I gave my mom an Aura frame, and she had resisted for so long because she's truly anti-technology, like barely even understands how to FaceTime. And I said, just let me, just let me. And I set it all up for her. I plugged it in. I fired up the app. I preloaded pictures on it, and now she's so into it that she figured out how to preload pictures and even runs it from her app, which is truly saying a lot because she refuses to download apps. She thinks everyone's spying on her, stealing her data, and the fact that I was able to break through, and she literally loves this frame, like loaded it up with pictures of her cat. I was like, we did it, Joe. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code SUP at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. 
Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Carrie meets her boss at a Nespresso Cafe, which is wild. All those little pods in the wall behind her. It's just like you. Th- I can't think of Nespresso without thinking of just like landfills. <laughs> and like, what do you mean? I love. Well, all those pods just end up in like landfills. They're like not oh, really? biodegradable. Oh. So they just like float in the ocean like sea turtles. They're like, on Trash yeah. Island. Yeah. Have you heard of Trash Island? Oh, yeah, of course. Like, I Trash wanna... Island, my favorite place. <laughs> Trash Island is like. I live for Trash Island. Explain what it is for people who don't know. Trash Island is. Uh, is it a landfill? No, it's, it's all the trash, all the currents from of the, the ocean world. kind of working away where all the trash, you know, sometimes in a pool where like all yeah. like, gross hair will suddenly be together in a lump in the middle of yeah. the pool. You're like, how did this happen? So yeah. disgusting. That's Trash Island, but with like all the trash of the entire world just covering like the South Pacific or something. Is I don't it? know exactly where I actually don't know that much about Trash Island, except that I love it. It's, and by love it, I mean it's terrifying. It's really scary, and it's in. I think it's in the South Pacific, or it's like halfway between here and Hawaii, or something. Yeah, but it's like it's like a floating mass of of garbage, garbage that people that has either gotten into the sea or people have just thrown into the sea. Yeah, and Nespresso pods are like they're real trash island material and i i'm saying that as someone that loves nespresso like i had an espresso machine oh god i got gifted an espresso machine and then in a magical twist my the person that was living in this apartment before me moved out and she was like uh do you want like all these nespresso pods so she left like 40 nespresso pods here and i was like jackpot and then just like drank nespresso like my life depended on it for like a week oh it's so good it's so good it's delicious did you finish all of it in a week i finished all of it so (laughs) fast because it was just like oh my god so easy you put the pot in just boom and it comes out so yummy it's like going to the coffee store and then like (laughs) i ran out and then I went online to like see if I could order it. And then I was like, wait, this is like $70 to get like all the Nespresso pods I want. Like, I love Nespresso. I had them in expensive. Brooklyn. So then I just like never used the Nespresso machine again. My roommate had it and I just loved hearing it. Bubble, bubble, bubble. Ooh, it's so good when it comes out just like creamy, foamy. <laughs> 
but then it goes to Trash Island. It goes. It goes we, directly into a landfill, or it's like burned, and then you breathe it in, you get cancer. We're gonna do a podcast about Trash Island. We've got to. Mm-hmm. We simply must. We should go there. Uh, yeah. Co- go fund us to go to Trash Island. I mean, contribute to the Patreon if we reach. If I reach twenty thousand dollars a month on Patreon, I will charter a helicopter to take Carrie and I to Trash Island, and we'll help clean it up. We'll help raise awareness for it. We'll podcast live from Trash Island. The whole podcast will be us screaming with a helicopter in the background. <laughs> Crashing waves. Yeah, being like, oh my god, we're here at Trash Island. I'm so fucking scared right now. <laughs> we got what we wanted. Down to the dr- we'll go, we'll repel down, we'll bring a piece of trash back from... For, for proof? Like, yeah, for proof. We'll expose Trash Island for what it is. Yeah. Um, so Carrie's meeting her. Carrie's in wealth management, so she just basically is like rich people's bitch, and yeah. like goes to various rich families around New York, and you know gets them catering, helps them with like day to day shit. She's like a butler, kind of. She's not in wealth management. She is right, or she's in like lifestyle management. Okay, so Carrie, <laughs> what Carrie does for a living is she manages rich people. Yeah, she manages the day to day goings on of rich people i think well she just like does them favors yeah she does like a very unclear thing but that's a very like two or two thousands thing mm-hmm. who knows really who, and knows? who cares because this conversation is truly the most boring thing i've ever heard I what's just, his name like tony his name is tony it was yeah. just boring her boss is really supportive she's good at her job and her boss is like it's great that you have an internship like you're gonna have to work hard and then like he's like a lot of sleepless nights i want you to go to basel and like oh yeah shit for so me. they've clued in that we're gonna go to art basel this season yeah and it's like carrie in scenes like this is like very boring but that's a good thing for her because it means her life is like actually stable and she like and she's not gonna look bad on the show no i side note found uh i always want to call her jill and it's not jill it's liz i found liz on instagram and she posted a recent picture of her and carrie together really happy yeah it made me happy whoa so they've had like a bond yeah wow i love that i need to follow i found angela's instagram angela's ashes she's chic (laughs) she is chic and she yeah anyway so Um, she's like she's gonna pursue sherry's Cheryl's Instagram or Cheryl's Sharon <laughs> Sharon's internship even harder. Yeah, with and Tony's she's just blessing, really like lean into it and like kill it. So the EOC girls and Angela. Oh my god, they go to Huckleberry Bar, which used to be around the corner from my apartment in Williamsburg. Really, I've been there. I've done coke there, and I've been on a bad date there. Oh my god! So you're. It's in like, the know of Huckleberry Bar. The font is like, it looks like a... Uh, it's, it's like an old English, yeah, like, or something. It's like, it's, it's like a post, it's like a Hallmark card font. It is. It's like a, it's like a pap- papyrus card. It's papyrus, but like a little more like ivy than that. It's like, it's like thinner and like a little... Mm. Turn of the century. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, a, it's a top hat. It's a top hat. It's a monocle bar. Yeah. And everyone, when you walk in there, you get a monocle. No, I'm just kidding. But you, it's like dimly lit. It's... There, it's like pitch black in there. It's really it's very, weird. It seems very dark. There's yeah. like little candles at every. I went on a really weird date there once that mm-hmm. like darked me out. Um, but it's it's like a yeah. I guess it was it was probably bigger then, but than it is now. But um, 
I was I screamed when they went there. Yeah, I was wondering like, like if literally that place was a place. Oh yeah, yeah. I, used to, I went there a few times. It's right where I used to live. It's crazy, incredible. It's right next to this Chinese restaurant that I used to go to all the time. Someone asked Chantal, "How's work?" and she goes, "Good, just a lot of work." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's Chantal, Claudia, Angela, and Lara, 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 Lara. Who's looking... Who just says nothing again. Or she kind of does later because some horrible douchebags come over to terrorize them. They're eating like... They're just eating like bar food and Mm -hmm. they have mac and cheese out. And these this group of like goobers come over and this one guy sticks his hand into the mac and cheese. It's disgusting. And they're all like... They all go, did you just do that? And it feels like it's... This is a real moment. You can tell that they're really thrown off by it. Yeah. Like these these guys were probably drunk and they were like, let's go fuck with these girls. Yeah. Like that are filming a show. If it's in a dark bar, like the camera crew has like lights that are yeah. shining on these girls and these horrible, horrible like, looking Brooklyn guys, bros come over and just like truly commit acts of terror. They sit down next to Laura and she's like, what did she say? She was like, what did she say? She's like, you're making me. He sees like he goes, he goes, scooch over. And she was like, no, no. You also just stuck your fingers in my friend's food. And then Chantal goes, the best line of all time. She goes, you have some mac and cheese in your bouffant. <laughs> Chantal is here to read you and destroy you. And he, he like, he looks embarrassed. Like did he, he yeah, check he his like, hair? He like checked his hair. And oh was my like, god, oh. Chantal, you don't fuck with Chantal because she will humiliate you. Um, so he just like is gross. They're all like, please leave. He and then makes he, like an Asian comment. He, he goes, trying to get with like Angela. He goes, it's Asian month. Oh yeah. And then Angela was, that was horrible. Yeah. Angela turns to <laughs> Lara, like excuses herself. She's like, I really have to go to the bathroom and runs off. Angela like turns to someone and she goes, I feel like we're being raped right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was insane. It was spiritual rape. So they they're like, you have to leave. So they end up they walk away, and right before the guy who stuck his he he takes a huge handful of mac and cheese and just shoves it in his face and walks off. And then Angela, the rage comes on, and she just takes more mac and cheese and just chucks it at him across the bar. Yeah, and I was like, yes, yeah, go in. It was great. Go off. That was that was a really weird scene. But that, like, I mean, it was but real. I was like, wow, that's like that happens, guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna that's stick a certain my... caliber of man. That's just like, how do they even go out in public? I'm gonna stick my like hands that I like my dirty city hands that have touched like a subway and like yeah. doorknobs and bathrooms that five million people have touched into your mac and cheese. And I probably like fart in my hands and smell it. Ugh. Like that's him. God, and dirty fingernails. Oh, for sure. Um, we cut to Amy, <sighs> who's pretty miffed that Carrie has this internship. Like, she can't figure out, like, why Carrie has this internship. Mm-hmm. Like, why Sharon even gave it to her. Amy's wearing... Amy looks like Ramona. Yeah, she <laughs> is Ramona. She's she, like... she's pretty, She should be on The Housewives. Amy says she knows tons of stuff about art and lists all the reasons and then she goes and i've read that she goes and i've read countless textbooks oh yeah textbooks up to here up to here she is like she's a cartoon character 
she's not from the right generation. No. She's like, she should be like 20 years older than she is. Mm-hmm. Like just the way she like holds, like she, she carries herself like a mom on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Yeah. She's like, she talks like she's in like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. She is in the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I mean, like that's Amy's really, <laughs> I know like, a lot about art. I've read countless textbooks. Stacks all the way up. She's like, Oh my God, you know him. I know him. I saw him at a comedy show. I saw all of them. Saw all of them. She goes, everyone's going to the auction. Oh, yeah. She has like a monologue about the auction that you know the producers were like, okay, we need you to talk about this auction. But yeah. then she goes, it's an, it's an amazing auction. It's an auction. It's great. It's pe- people go to see and be seen. There are cute boys there. And you just see what art is getting hot. Hot, yeah. hot, hot. It's an auction. And it's, it's just like, what? This isn't my fair lady. It's like also an auction at like 2 p.m. It's an auction at like a shitty auction if yeah. the auction is letting these hoo-hahs in there to like film yeah she's it, they're at like they're at like it's like daylight all the girls gather amy's sitting with carrie and sharon in the back row sharon's on a flip phone which i love that's a power move and then she goes and then maggie comes up with her her guy friend who's like an idiot eric who's cute but like a total dope mm-hmm and at one point like the guy, why are all these people at the auction i think it's for the show it's for the show like there's but there's no reason to go to this auction also the art is like the art's random question mark and when the guy at one point when the auctioneer bangs his mallet the guy goes why does he do that eric did yeah <laughs> i love that and then the Brooklyn- i love an auction I would have gone to the auction if I like I love watching people spend insane amounts of money. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. It's really fun. It's really, really fun. And then the Brooklyn girls sit in the front row in front of Maggie and Eric. Mm -hmm. And at one point this was This is amazing, but also tells you how tenuous Claudia's grasp on her own mental health is during this period of her life. Well, first of all, Claudia has a haircut. Claudia's hair is just Oh no, that's Chantel. Claudia she gets a tap on her shoulder from eric mm-hmm. and he in during the auction goes hey i think your shirt's on backwards <laughs> and maggie just goes <laughs> and then claudia look claudia like whispers to, to chantal like she goes is it on backwards, it on backwards? it's totally yes. possible that it is like i love that you're like like you're so spun out that you could have put a shirt on backwards <laughs> and like walked around with it like that like at no point in my life has have i been like it's totally possible that i could have put these overalls on upside down or something like yeah it seemed like, like a complicated outfit to begin with so the yeah, fact that she got it, it wrong backwards it looked chic i'm like what and then chantal just goes it's not and then she goes that guy like told me that it is she goes do you care which i was like ice queen i kind of like that i love it do you care she was like why do you fucking care yeah she's over it like yeah. chantal cannot be bothered with like is my shirt on backward like I kind of feel that because I'm like, if your shirt's on backwards, like, don't involve me. Like, just go fix it. Yeah. Or you figure it out. Like, I don't ask me to tell you things that you should already know. Yeah, it's in some ways, like, Claudia is teaching Chantal to grow up, I feel like, in some ways. But or then Cla- Chantal Sh- oh, yeah. is teaching Claudia to grow up, like, emotionally. Chantal has street smarts. She does. Claudia has her parents lending her $15,000 Claudia has a shared account with her parents. Yeah. Claudia is just like trying to make things happen in this world. But I I, I thought that was kind of 
like a moment of true zen with Chantal. Like, do you care? Yeah. Like this fucking zen, but also like bitchiness. Oh, total. Eric cool. is also a troll. Oh, he was mean. That was just mean. Sharon's client buys a Damien Hurst painting for sixteen thousand dollars. That was cool. I love her on the phone going, "You made a good choice. I'll see you next week." Like it was, it was very like Lisa Love in the hill. I feel like she's going to be like a Lisa Love. Yeah, of. she goes. This will add a lot. This will add a lot. Like I guess to the existing collection. Yeah, cool. I loved her outfit. Sharon is always killing it. Puffy sleeves with those green earrings. Ugh. Chantal recognizes Sharon. Do they meet? Well, first, but then first, Carrie. At Carrie and Sharon, Carrie's like, wow, that was really cool that you did that on the phone with your client. She's like, oh, she's like flattering Sharon. And Mm -hmm. Sharon's like, well, I've had a lot of experience. I worked in an auction. And then they're like having a moment. And then they're bonding. Amy's like on the side, like, what does she see in her? He's like, I just don't get it. I I don't don't get it. it. What does she see? I don't understand. Amy's totally confused. Clueless. Amy. (laughs) She hasn't a clue. No, I think Amy thinks that she's. Amy thinks that she's like really on the right track to something. Mm-hmm. Amy thinks I think Amy isn't I think Amy only thinks there's like 4000 people in the world. <laughs> like I think she has like population blindness <laughs> or like vast like scale like her sense of scale is very skewed. Yeah. And she only thinks there's like maybe 2000 people in the world. Yeah. Cuz I don't think she leaves Midtown. She doesn't leave the Upper East Side. The Upper East Side. Like, she doesn't leave Uptown. And I think she's... She just, like, doesn't understand, like, the basic facts of life. Yeah, I think she's like, how would this... This competent, attractive woman... Who has a job. ...is driven and pays for her own... Is totally financially (laughs) solvent. How could she, of all people... (laughs) get this internship how could someone see something in her yeah how could a woman like sharon who probably is also a self-made driven yeah woman fabulous who's fabulous see recognize game recognize game you know yeah also it's like amy this is an internship i know aka free work no one gets paid it's easy like what she's like how could sharon want her it's like yeah i'm sure sharon would take a ton of girls like carrie who would work for her for free and do a better job than you would yeah um so they all all the girls gather at the end and Chant- the brooklyn girls as they call them mm-hmm. the eoc girls come over and chantal is like immediately i recognize sharon without even having her to introduce herself yeah she, she's very very well regarded and then Chantal's like, I want to be her. I want to be her. I want to be her. And and then Sharon like is like, see you later. I'm going to go Sharon's make like, money. Sharon's like, I'm out. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> so the girls are all sitting there. Oh, and we missed a truly glorious moment, though. What? Before they go over there. Oh, well, Mag- Amy meets the EOC girls. Well, no. First, Maggie says, Maggie is sitting behind Angela Chantal and Claudia, and she says, I love your haircut. Oh, yeah. Because Chantal. Chantal has a truly. Chantal's like a little page boy cut. Mm-hmm. She or looks something. like the sister in Fleabag. Yeah. When she gets her she haircut. She does have like the sister in Fleabag. And then Claudia goes, She looks like a French boy, which I thought was great. Yeah. And Maggie goes, <laughs> Like Maggie's just like Maggie's straight trolling. up trolling. She came to the auction to troll. I love your haircut. I love your haircut. Chantal your... doesn't even register it, though. No. It's like white noise. 
<laughs> just she, like silent. She heard like wah, 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 wah. Yeah, or she just heard like the sound of like crickets from like a sound machine yeah. or something. She heard like the sound of a human. She doesn't believe that Maggie is like a sentient being no. that can speak and do like anything at all. If you're not in Chantel's orbit or if you're not doing something that benefits her, when you open your mouth, you hear this. That's what she hears anytime someone that doesn't serve a purpose for her speaks. Yeah. That's what she hears. Chantel's like deep in thought yeah. during most of her conversations that are one-sided where people talk at her and then someone else that she's with like speaks up, but she never engages in like the conversation. I love your haircut. So they all, they all gather. Amy talks to the Brooklyn girls. Amy. They're like, we own a shop in the Lower East Side. And she's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. She goes, can I come by? Can I come by? And they're like, Amy is approaching everyone from a place of Nunca. Like, Amy is. is a continual place of Nunca in all her approaches with everyone. It's like coming on way too strong. And they, they're immediately like, they're taken aback. But Claudia's <laughs> like, sure, come by. Like, Claudia's like, we might sell one thing. So, sure, come by. Please spend money. Chantal's like, Chantal's like, I'm not comfortable with overly friendly people. And she goes, I don't know if she's being genuine or if she takes too many antidepressants. That's how she sounds. Yeah. She, I, don't I know love if that she's read. Being genuine or she's taking too many antidepressants. Chantal will shit on anyone for anything. Yeah. But I love that. God love her. Can I come? <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Oh my God. Like, it's like not that shocking. Yeah. They're like, Angela is like Angela is like mute in this. In- <laughs> Angela does Angela like physically react to things that Amy does. Like I feel like she kind of gets like whoa, like it kind of like throws her. No, back. I think Angela like jerked her head back. Yeah, she was she like, like, like yeah. she can't. Can I come? Can, <laughs> can I, I come? come? Can I come back? Can I come? I'll come by. Like I'll I'll come down and then you'll let me in. And- I feel like I've been Amy in certain social situations. Me too. And I hate that about I myself. Know. I have too. Um. Amy then throws on a poncho that truly is wild to me. Well, first, she throws on like a cashmere poncho with a fur as the ladies like take to the sidewalk to decide like where they're going to go next. Well, first Amy discloses that she goes, Mac, she sees Maggie and oh, she goes, God, so Maggie, oh, yeah. that guy, Eric, that you were with, she's like, <laughs> I recognize him from last night, actually, at the comedy club, which I was like, fucking... Amy is literally an Amy Sherman Palladino creation. (laughs) Which is at the comedy club, like the comedy club. Like what comedy club are you going to? I know. Like I, I can only guess. But she, Amy. Oh, but she, she tells Maggie that she met the guy that Maggie brought, who's her boyfriend's friend. Yeah. Which I was like, why? That's weird. That he anyway. Yeah. Um, she met him the night before, and she's like. We hit it off. We talked for a while. I think he's really cute. I think he's really cute. And Maggie was like, yeah, he's cute. And then she goes, and yeah, he actually texted me when I, that I was sitting behind him. Or I actually texted him just now that I was sitting behind him. And then Maggie's like, wow. And then Maggie cuts to Maggie and she's like, yeah, I know the real story. Apparently Amy was shit-faced last night and like tried incessantly to hook up with my friend. Yeah, and she doesn't know that I know that. 
dark. It was, it made me kind of feel bad for Amy. I feel always so bad for Amy, but she just like brazenly walks into fire. Fire. It's like part of becoming mature is knowing when you should keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And there's a lot of power in not saying certain things. And that's something that I've even learned like recently. Oh, for sure. Me too. I'm learning that every day. Yeah. And like Amy just doesn't know that she doesn't have a natural filter. I, it's like, she, I, I'm, I, I really believe she only thinks there's like a couple thousand people in the world. Yeah. Does that make sense? It, yeah. Like she's she's probably been everywhere in the world, but she doesn't She's like, oh, ten people live in Norway. Yeah. Like twenty five people live she, in Germany. She's like weirdly provincial for someone of her like she obviously comes from a ton of money. Yeah, but I think it's just like you grow up with a certain level of privilege that you just truly cannot fathom how the world works. You also cannot fathom that people don't think you're fabulous and want to just talk to you mm-hmm. like i think she just thinks everyone's like thinks she's which is like i mean i'm sure she's a lovely person but like i think part of maturity too is knowing that like not everyone's gonna get you yeah not trying to like make not trying to like forge such an intense connection with people upon like first meeting them like it's okay to just be chill and be like hey and like see if you like someone before you really put yourself out there to them. Like, yeah, but also just like, I mean, I've had to learn, like I, if I like knew someone like over a period of time and just, and for whatever reason, they just didn't like me or mm-hmm. like they just didn't vibe with me and I would take it really personal. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's when you learn, you're like, all right, like whatever I, they don't like me for who I am. Like I'm, I don't have time for them either. Amy reminds me a lot of Tony, my dog. Oh, because it's like sometimes he comes on really strong with other dogs. Some dogs don't like that. No. And they snap at him and then he's like a little like miffed. And then I we walk away and I say, you know what, Tone? Some not all dogs are going to like you. Not everyone you meet is going to like you. And it's I like, you know, that's you, good to know. It is. You know, when you're a little kid and your your mom's like, you're perfect. Yeah. like You're better than everyone kind of thing. Mm-mm, not my bag. I just be like, yeah, some people aren't going to like you. I know. I wish I'd been told that. You're not that. for everyone, but you're for me. Every lid has its pot. You might not be that lid. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they all, they decide, Amy's like, let's go get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, let's get fucking trashed. So they go, so they, Maggie <laughs> so she leaves. She throws on her poncho, which like, <laughs> I'm going to need you to go back and look at, because I truly squealed when I saw it, because it was very, like, I feel like. Kim Cattrall wore that as Samantha Jones in an episode of Sex in the City. Like she I, probably got it for that reason. Yeah, like I've seen this poncho before, and it was in an episode of Sex in the City. Oh, and so Amy's wearing. She dresses like forty-five years old. I know. That's what I'm it's and I just don't get it. She's wearing like a. She's like an Upper East Side mom, mom wife. Yeah, but she's not none of those things, and just living in Daddy's apartment. Daddy. It's so weird. She's like maybe like if I dress like this long enough, I'll just It'll wake just up happen. one morning and I'll have a husband. Yeah, I think she thinks that <laughs> and she believes kids. in magic. She's she believes in she ma- believes pure in magic. The year totally. of magical thinking. Yeah, she's a magical thinker. She also orders a lychee martini, which I'm like, there's something wrong with you. What is lychee martini? Oh, like milk, like a lychee. Oh, like. Like, like a, a pastry. No, lychee is like like lich. It's like a kind of fruit, I think, like a Japanese oh. fruit. But 
Angela it, was horrified. Angela was taken aback. Everyone was like laughing. <laughs> Amy has no chill, not a single ounce of chill in her entire body. And she like grabs the waitress and she's like, ah, sorry, gotta just, gotta just get in here. Can I get a drink? And the waitress need, is like, she goes, I need a drink. I need a drink. And the, it was <laughs> fucking Maisel. And the waitress is like, okay, yeah. And she goes, actually, do you have a cocktail menu? And then she's like, it's right there. And then Chantal laughs, like openly is like mocking Amy, who can't take it, then orders a lychee martini and everyone's like, what? Angela says, weren't like sweet drinks out like five years ago? Yeah, Which like, I thought what was is your damage? Such a troll. Yeah, she goes, I need a drink. I need a drink. I really need a drink. She's like an Amy Sedaris character. Um, And then... Chantal. Chantal goes full wild. Chantal goes, she goes, she, can, I'm going to have a Pinot Noir. She Chantal's out. And she goes, can you make sure it's from France? I don't like wines from Oregon. I don't like wines from Oregon. All right. And then the woman comes back and she goes, Pinot Noir is from France. Yeah, it's and from she France. goes, she goes, and then she walks away and Chantal goes, I mean, I could have told you that, but thanks. <laughs> Also, like, if the name of the Pinot Noir... Oh, wait, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's just, like, a Pinot. It was some kind of Pinot, but, like... And she was clearly, like, embarrassed because the, the waitress, like, was like, fuck you. Yeah. Like... That was a real... Yeah. A fully wild Chantal moment. So then... Oh, it's just like... A, it's a... They clearly... It's a dinner where a bunch of people who, who don't, don't like each, each other... other or like... Like, a bunch of people who like each other are with a bunch of people who don't know each other. Yeah. It's like different. It's a bad mashup. It's a really weird mashup. Carrie is like, they get food and then Chantal reveals that she wore heels every day in high school. Yeah, and refused to participate in gym class. She's pretty like, like Chantal's not. She presents as like this mysterious Olsen twin type of vibe. Well, that's but what Carrie says. Really not that hard to figure out. No, Carrie's like, she's like a goth Olsen twin. And I was like, okay, the Olsen twins are goth. First of all. Yeah. So just say she's an Olsen twin. Yeah. Second of all, she's not an Olsen twin because they're, they're actually mysterious. They are truly the world's greatest mystery. They're Along s- with Atlantis, the Olsen twins are right up there. they are some of my favorite celebrities. Yeah, because they're, they're the top of the food chain. Because they're like, there is a line between us and them, and they keep it. Yeah. They're kind of amazing. They're amazing, and also it's like, they're the kind of people that, there's a huge chance that you'll never ever even get within their realm enough to even place of Nunca approach them. Like, they're, like, you won't even. I don't even know what they sound like anymore. Me neither. I feel like they're like they the Olsen twins are like the witches in Dune that speak through their minds. <laughs> the Bene Gesserit, that's what they are. They're fully they are witches. Yeah. What alchemy? What alchemy? Um so Carrie Amy, <laughs> Amy She still can't figure Carrie's internship out. I know. She's like staring at her across the table, <laughs> like trying to like figure it out. Amy I feel like Amy thinks that if she gets Carrie like shit faced enough, like somehow she'll learn all the secrets. Carrie's like not having Amy. She's not having this night. She has her boyfriend come get her because they're going to a concert. They're going to a concert. And, and then, so, but then Amy desperately, 
She goes, come with me tomorrow. My friend owns a bar. It's really, oh, it was, okay, this actually Dorian's, made, my favorite bar. It, which you know sad. what Dorian's is? No. Oh, I thought. It's, it's like, like, I think it's an Upper East Side bar. Yeah. But it made me sad because she was like, we'll get drunk. It's like, she's one of those people that's like. She just wants to get drunk with you. She's and like that a kid. kind of works when you're like 20 years old. But Carrie's like, Carrie's like, which I thought was a little mean. Carrie's like, <laughs> and I was kind of like, okay, Carrie. She yeah. was like, I don't go about, I don't go uptown. She's like, you're an Upper East Side girl. She's like, that's not me. Yeah. So she shaved. Amy was like, what Amy, do you mean? <laughs> Amy's furious. <laughs> Upper East Side activist. She's Justice like, for the Upper East Side. Sorry, I look good and I wear nice clothes. Carrie had the audacity to make an ignorant assumption about the Upper East Side. Sorry, I dress well. It's like, what are you talking about? Those two things have nothing to do with the other. So then Carrie and her boyfriend, who's like kind of cute, but like really nerdy, named Hernando, who's wearing a leather jacket, um, sweeps her away. And then the bill comes and they're like, did Carrie leave without paying? Which I thought was... That's weird. But then I thought... You know what probably happened is Carrie probably thought Bravo was picking up the tab. Oh. And that's why she just left. Because she doesn't strike me as the kind of person no. like that, that would just me. ghost. Yeah. And it seems like shocking makes you think like, whoa, what's wrong with this girl? And the first few times I watched it, but then I was like, okay, clearly Bravo is like, you all need to show up to the auction and then we'll like film you going out afterwards. And so... I would just assume that if I'm going to go have a drink somewhere, Bravo would pay for it. Or maybe they told her they're going to pay for it and then they didn't. Yeah. To like create. I think that that was a good genuine mistake. Yeah. Um, Carrie truther. Carrie truther. Carrie drink truther. Um, so then the next day, Carrie has to run bagel. This Carrie's boring. She's really boring. It Carrie, sucks. But back to Teterboro we go. Carrie goes to Teterboro like Dale yeah to go deliver bagels to a rich a private jet and then sharon's like pick up an art piece it's just like what who cares she also goes to long island which i actually liked i did too because her family gives her a lot of texture because the dynamic between them all is really interesting because carrie is like the only one that's like ventured out and is like really making they stare at her like she's the sun yeah like it's she's doing something very different with her life than what her family has chosen to do thus it's like it makes her interesting and her sister her sister is gorgeous yeah and she's clearly like lives in long but she's like so supportive of her like it's like a really nice family and the dad's like hey (laughs) hey how's my girl doing what's my girl doing you're gonna come and live with me soon he's dating again her parents are divorced i think she's closer with her dad than her mom it seems like yeah um and then she goes out to like a sports bar in long island i was like honestly this is my dad yeah where i sit at a sports bar with him while he watches a college football game or some sort of sports and then i just like sit there and have some wine yeah it's kind of i mean she's a dad she's 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 definitely his girl yeah but he's basically like i'm really proud of you like you know just keep working hard and all this stuff and he's like and if you run out of money you can come live with me and she's like honestly that's my biggest nightmare she'd rather kill myself they're also in rockville center which is where my grandfather's from oh i love that so just a fun fact shout out shout out 
Eli sends Maggie to Brooklyn. Oh my God. To which she goes, I hope I don't die when she gets out there. It's just like this really weird sh- tracking shot of her like clip clopping through William. She's also on Bedford Avenue, which is like, yeah, it's like it's not, nice, but it also is like a ghost town compared to like what it is now. Oh yeah. I, I remember mean, being like going to those stops up the subway and just being like, I hope I don't die. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I get it. No. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it but was it's like, also just like, God, we're all so stupid. She's just like wearing little booties and like, she's Steps just on some glass. She's just muttering to herself and it, someone, someone like whistles at her. Oh yeah, she gets cat called. She gets the wolf whistle. Then someone gives her like whatever package Eli wants her to get, and she goes, "Thank you." <laughs> she she has a weird way of talking. She we, talks Thank weird, you. and then she's wearing these really weird sunglasses that are like big and square yet wrap around like part of her skull. Yeah, the whole aesthetic is bizarre. And then she calls her boyfriend and leaves like a rambling voicemail complaining about the. Eli sending her on this like horrible thing to Brooklyn. And I'm like, this is so awkward because I'm sure your boyfriend knows that you used to fuck this guy. I know. Like he knows the whole story, but then you keep telling him about, about the toxic relationship that you continue to engage in with this person because you think that they have power over you and really they kind of don't. Yeah. And also I love that she took the subway to Brooklyn and then took a car back. Fair. it was yeah. too much. To it was, like, she was like, I'm going to, cause she has a trust fund. She's like, probably never goes on the subway. Yeah. She hates Brooklyn. She makes it very clear several times that she, she hates it. She thinks it smells weird. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the subway. Yeah. And then she was going to be gritty. She was going to be gritty. Just like the subway itself. Yeah. That she saw too many people on the subway and decided safer to just car back. Recently, Jenna Dewan, mm-hmm. Tatum Channing, Tatum, Jenna Duan, Shannon Tatum's ex-wife. Yeah, she posted a photo with her new boyfriend, and she tweeted it was. She posted on Instagram. She was like, "Just took the subway." <laughs> it was a headline <laughs> that said, "Jenna Duan and bo- and boyfriend take subway for the first time." And then a quote: "I had a great time." <laughs> <laughs> this person's literally never. She's been famous for so long that she's never taken the subway. I had a great time. I had a great time. That's um, great. Yeah, good for her. Claudia attempts to sell some art to like a bunch of French people. That's like, are those just like your parents' friends that are in town? It was. It was a friend of a friend of her family's, I think, that brought a bunch of rich Frenchies who were drunk, fucking shit faced. They come over and she's describing the art to them, and she's like, she originally painted all of this on bed sheets. Yeah, it's just like, a lot of like. I was listening to her and I was like, did she, is she making this up as she goes along or I'm like cool story, but also maybe not the thing to lead with. If you're trying to like sell art to people of a certain age, yeah, like know your audience. Also French people. Also, I'm like, why are you not making like, 10 appointments a day to show people this art. Why is it just like one person's going to come in at four to look at it? Like you're not going to sell shit doing that. You're selling art. That's like $6,400. Yeah. It's like $7,500. None of your friends are going to be able to afford that. So you better have your parents, friends be coming in in shifts. Like you need a tour bus, just shipping people and like, 
constantly telling them about this. I don't this. think they thought about this. I think they no. thought people would just come and be like, oh, we're in the recession. I have $6,200. To spend in your like random who of a store? <laughs> uh, one of the... Um, one of the French people's like, oh, I love this hat. And it's like the ugliest hat I've ever seen. They in my love life. a lot of ugly things. It's like a spider. It looks like a spider. It looks like a tripod for like, <laughs> like a camera that just like reverse and put on the head mm-hmm. or like an umbrella without the, I think it's literally an umbrella without the fabric. Yeah. And she puts it on her head. It looks like Delia Dietz from Beetlejuice. It's a full Delia Dietz look. And then a ring that's also hideous. Oh, the worst ring of all time. And she's like, I love this. And I they're just like this. looking around, but then buy nothing. The ugliest shit I have ever seen. Yeah. Not ever seen, but it is one of the most like that hat and that ring together. I was like, I can't think of something no. more horrid. I wrote in my notes. I said, OMG, it must be so hard to sell shit in a store. <laughs> That's my big realization of the day. (laughs) And there we go. That's the podcast. It must must be. But it's it's, true. It looks looks unbelievably difficult to sell. It's really hard to sell things in a store. (laughs) Think of all the stores you've gone in and have not bought anything. It's really hard to sell them. I worked in a store for a brief amount of time in college. I worked at Cold Zone. Yeah, it's hard to sell. (laughs) Cold Zone's a pretty easy place to sell things. Um, Stores are hard. It's fucking retail. It's hell. An unforgiving world. I can't imagine. But I. That being said, like I would love a store. I would love a no stake store where I would just not have to worry about. If you were like had enough money, where it's just like fine. Yeah. Just is like I'd love to like marry like a super wealthy person and then just be able to like have a store. Yeah. You know what I mean, not a restaurant because there's like food mm. shit. Not a restaurant, but maybe eventually like or maybe like have a store plus like a cafe. Yeah. Like, I think that could be my little match. They should have done that. Yeah. Just have some, you get some real, I could be really good salads, sandwiches. They should have a salad bar underneath one of the paintings. Yeah. <laughs> With the sneeze guard. All you can eat and do run specials. They got to get more foot traffic in there somehow. They have a hot lamp. Like four with people a day come in that store. Well, they they so they sit down together and they like go through <laughs> the data from like the first month or so of the store. And first of all, Claudia's mom emails Claudia's mom. You can tell the parents are like they're every over day. it. They're like, "How's it going?" They're gonna get a divorce because of this. <laughs> like they are literally like they're on I've, the verge of her of, parents fight every day about it's the only thing they fight about slash talk about. Yeah. They like, call her suddenly their marriage has just become like, why did you let us give Claudia this fucking loan? They like call her every day at like five in the morning and they're like, today's a new day. Are you up? Gonna Are you s- excited? You're going to sell things today. Good job, honey. Yay. You can do it. Text me when you get there. We believe in you. I'll call you when you get there. FaceTime. FaceTime. FaceTime me when you're at the store and I know you're there behind <laughs> the desk. Be there by 6 a.m. Or guess what? I'm calling the police. 
I'm suing you. I'm suing you. <laughs> my lawyers, my I have a lawyer on hand, ready, ready to serve, ready to serve papers. If you're not there by six oh one a.m., if you're one minute late, if you are one minute late, six oh two. I'm giving you one extra minute from the hour. If you are That's an a iota long minute over that six oh two. You're done. Papers served. Waiting for you at end of century. The end of the line for you. Yeah. It'll be the end of your century. It'll be the end of your century. Certainly is the end of me and your father's marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Claudia has destroyed her entire family with she, this store. End of century has torn Claudia's family apart and, but, and her ancestor and her descendants. Yeah. And her descendants. And then she's shifted her karma forever from this. Inherited trauma forever. Yeah. Her kids, kids, kids are going to have to work through the trauma she's created. From end of century. Yeah, generations of trauma from opening this store in the loan. So they sit down, Chantal, Lara, and Claudia all sit down, and Claudia discloses that they've only made... twenty Like $2,500 this month. <laughs> they also get a bill, and they're like, oh my god, we gotta open the bill. Ooh. And then they open the bills for like $83, which is like a pretty decent bill to get. I know. Like, that's like a bill that, it's a chill bill. But they don't have money. I know, but like. They have to make what, like 7000 a month? Claudia like taps on her because she's like, and she's like, we have to make $7,400 a month to like sustain. She. <laughs> they have to sell. Claudia, Claudia has a giant calculator that's like. From FAO Schwartz. It's like, it's like the huge buttons. It's a really like one of the calculators that just does basic like yeah. addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, <laughs> like nothing more. She types with a pen, click, 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 doing it for like five minutes. And then they look down and so it this says, is me it says trying to calculate anything is Claudia. It's just like, it just says, and then they, she, she pushes the calculator over to them and turns it upside down and it just says boobless. <laughs> this is how much we have to sell a month. <laughs> Chantal's like Claudia's gone Claudia Claudia's going mad Claudia's like all work and no play makes Jack a no boy Claudia's fully like there's this Elizabeth Moss movie where she like descends into madness have you seen that Queen of the Earth yeah Queen of the Earth I haven't seen it but I know about she's it she's fully that is Claudia in end of century trying to just deal with like calculations <laughs> Chantal's response to, like, the girls are so cunty to her. They just go, well. We sold a lot. We've sold, also, $2,500. Those sweaters are probably, like, two fifty. They've sold, like, maybe five things. Yeah, so in Chantal, the course of a month. Chantal also has slicked back hair. <laughs> Which you have gone full vampire. If she, you're going, if you go in the direction of a slicked back hair, that tells me. Vampirism. That you're in charge. Um. Chantal definitely took her cue. I think she she pretended she didn't hear Maggie's comment, but she, <laughs> she, she took it to heart. We just heard a scream outside. We just heard a scream. I thought it was like Tony. I know. But it wasn't. And then Chantal goes, well, maybe, hopefully you'll sell a painting. Hopefully. Yeah. So Chantal's so like. So now it's like all on Claudia to yeah. like make the store happen we've done everything we can so it's really up to claudia to sell some of her share of the paintings and then and then chantal goes to claudia she goes tomorrow i'll work late (laughs) (laughs) also i believe that like most of the clothes that they've sold chantal's probably bought yeah 
Or she's like, I'm gonna take this with me. Yeah. I'm I'm uh I'm gonna like I actually want this back. I'm really curious as to like what brands were sold in this store because like I wonder what the price point of the clothing was. It was probably like rag and bone. Yeah. It had to be at least like in the two to like five hundred dollar range, like yeah. per item to like compete because you can't have like eighty to a hundred dollar like eighty to two hundred dollar clothes with like seven thousand dollar painting. It's insane. It's insane. But Claudia, no one thought this through. But there, I, I love that. That's her response. I'm gonna work late tomorrow. I'll work late tomorrow, and maybe you should think about selling a painting. And Claudia's like. Okay. Claudia's like Arr. Claudia went home that night and threw a bunch of Adderall into a blender, <laughs> poured some sugar into the blender, like just clumps of like from the sugar jar, and then orange juice <laughs> and blended it and all then up. A raw egg. And a raw egg. <laughs> and cookie dough. Yeah, and blended it all up and sipped it through a straw and just like sat up like just sat awake. Claudia has not slept in like forty like she stays up regularly for like 77 hours at a time. Yeah. And Chantel knows it and she loves it. She loves She's it. She's banking on Claudia weakening. Chantel's goal is for end of century to fail. Yeah. She got involved with it so that it could fail. She wants it to fail so badly because that's how she thrives. Yeah. She's when, like, I thrive in failure. I love seeing like putting everything that I can put into this thing and seeing everything someone has yeah into something go up in flames and then and I just, knowing that i'll just i'll be fine I'll be fine i'll always come out on top mm-hmm. she loves it it's like a step it's like a step up in the ladder like yeah. for her uh-huh claudia's like eventual mental breakdown demise and demise and the demise of her family and the generational trauma the lone cause means that chantal gets like a leg up in this world chantal's foresight is great like chantal's thinking of like three generations down yeah claudia's line and then knowing that this moment will affect them like they did blow together one night and we're like claudia's like would you like we should like open a store we should open a store i think we should open a store don't you think it'd be a really good idea if we just open a store and then we i think we should get a cab Chantal right now had Let's a vision a of like claudia's ancestors yeah struggling because of the store her descendants or her descendants yeah. yeah yes and also her ancestors and then claudia was like let's take a cab right now to the brooklyn bridge yeah let's just go let's, let's just go. go let's, let's just fucking go, go. The and then we'll just like walk around lower east side in chinatown and we'll find our store we'll find our store and like wherever we choose we just choose it yeah okay and claudia and chantel's, chantel's like, like sure claude yeah when chantel's on coke she doesn't change no Sure, Claude. Sure, Claude. Let's do it. You okay, Claude? You okay, Claude? On the way there, the wind. Claudia's like, she's really sweating. Hot. Claudia like OD'd <laughs> that night. <laughs> you okay, Claude? You okay, Claude? <laughs> <laughs> Claudia woke up in a gutter, missing like her purse, one shoe, and a sock. And then Chantal got and like a lock morning. of her hair was gone. It was all Chantal. It was all Chantal. She put it all into like a barrel mm-hmm. and then lit it on fire. Yeah, poured a little gasoline in there and threw a match and watched it burn. In like an alleyway. And her spell was complete. Chantal's doing like hereditary type of shit. Suspiria shit. shit. Yeah, to Claudia. She is like Madame Blanc and mm-hmm. Claudia's Olga. Mm-hmm. Olga. End of century is very Suspiria. It is. 
Angela is so Suspiria. She is. Well, we see Angela next. She's with her gaze. She's a she's a true ally. Yeah. Angela's wearing actually an amazing outfit. Angela's wearing something that at the time this aired, I was like, I fucking hate this idiot and her stupid outfit. And now I'm like, I love Genius. Angela and she's an gorgeous. Artist. Yeah. They're at some gay bar. She goes, is this outfit going to get me laid? And her gay goes, no. So her friend Alex. Her friend Alex. Who this like, guy, Jeff, who the Jeff, my uh, he was like my friend in New York for a few years. Okay. So also, side note. I had a friend who texted me that he too knows Alex, but yeah. doesn't know how. I think he's like... He's around. Yeah, I think he's We've like... We've all a, met him. I think he's like a... He's a familiar. Yeah. He's like the cat. He's nice. Jeff Serena is... the teenage witch. Jeff is a sweetie. Yeah. And so when he was on screen, I screamed. Her gays seem great. They're really nice. They're they're all nice boys. They're all nice boys. And she's, she's just like sitting like flanks. She loves it. She's sitting... There's like mirrors everywhere. She's mm-hmm. like, we're having pre-drinks tonight before we go out to the gay bars. She's having a gay night. Yeah. But she wants to fuck. Which I'm is... like, honey, been there. <laughs> and guess what? You ain't gonna fuck. <laughs> so she's like just flanked by I her gaze. I love the thought. I used to really think like, I'm going out tonight. Like maybe I'll meet a man. And it's like, no, bitch. Like, do you think you're going to meet someone that wants to fuck you when you're out with literally only gay men? <laughs> In what world? She knows. In what universe? She's like, Angela's weirdly innocent. Angela's very innocent. But she's also reveals that she's never had an orgasm. I know. There's something not innocent, but there's something like naive. Yeah. She's like very, you can tell she's like, yeah, there was like a sweet quality to her. Like she's just, she's She's an orange County girl in a New York world. She's trying everything. Yeah. She's she's like really open-minded, open-minded. She's putting herself out there. She's, I like that. She's listing the things that she wants in a guy. I think that's Mm -hmm. really good to do. Alex drags her. He's like, you want a guy like he basically just reads her and he's like that doesn't exist and she (laughs) and she says alex alex has known me he knows me really well and she's like and he he tore me to shreds he reads her yeah and she's like i i i I deserved it like and she's like she says something like gay men are essential or a big part of a woman's self-esteem but never doubt like the wrath of a gay man or something yeah it was was a really like wise statement you can tell she's she doesn't treat them like pets. No, they're all friends. Yeah, she Seems treats like them they're genuinely friends and get a real kick out of each other. Yeah, and be, like they're having fun filming the scene. But you know, in like real, like especially in like the housewives, like they treat their their gay oh, yeah. friends like it's like my gaze. Angela seems to have like she's like yeah, I let I had it was my turn to be red. You know, yeah. <laughs> like she's <laughs> it was fun. So they just had like a fun night. Angela's like takes a shot someone pays for them to have shots yeah from across the bar and they're just like living laughing loving she talks about getting pounded i think at one point she wants her he's like your pussy must be depressed she's like i need to get my pussy rejuvenated yeah she needs an orgasm she does that's like the second bravo liberty that has revealed who's the first sheena Sheena revealed on her podcast that she's never had an orgasm. Sheena has a podcast? <laughs> yeah. What? Oh my God. Yeah. 
Sheena has a podcast called Shenanigans. Wait, how did you not know I this? Know I love that you've lived in a world. I've lived in a world where I've come to ter- like Sheena's had a podcast, and I've known that, and it's like affected my life in a variety of ways. We live in two but parallel. We live in like completely different worlds. We've, we've been in like sliding doors. Yeah, like you ne- didn't even know until now that Sheena had a podcast. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. You're like Carl Lagerfeld not knowing about 9-11 is the level of like... What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a story I've told so many times on the pod and will continue to tell because I'm fascinated by it. Apparently, I heard through like a friend of a friend that one of my friend's friends had a meeting set up with like Carl Lagerfeld and they went in to have this meeting and Carl's team comes out and they're like, okay, just like a few things to like brief you on before you go in there and meet with Carl. Like if you could just please not like bring up nine 11, like just please don't talk about it. Like, because he just like, doesn't know that it happened. And like, he doesn't like want to be aware of this kind of stuff ever. So like, please just don't like, don't talk about it essentially. Isn't that amazing? He has that much power that he can... He just is like... his. He he lived... Even if it's not true, I like the myth. The I don't idea, know if it's true or not. But the I, idea that we as children grew up traumatized from this event... Like our the entire country and world were yeah. fucking traumatized by this event. And he's probably one of the only people that like... Lived in a world where 9-11 ever happened. Well, he has a lot of, like, shit to design. He has a heavy workload. That's, like, true power. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to think of, like, amazing dresses if you're worried about people jumping out of a building that planes crashed into and, like, terrorist attacks. It's going to really suck the creativity right out of your soul. I wonder if you knew about, like, any terrorist attacks. I'm sure he... I love that that's, like... First things first. First things like, first. Off the bat, I need to Because this apparently you. is something that a lot of people talk about when they are in designing meetings. <laughs> yeah, I would like, what in what world does like 9-11 just like come up in conversation? But I guess like I randomly. I about 9-11 once a week. Yeah. Like I, yeah. Pretty often. So I think, I think nine, it's actually good looking out to just be like. I don't know about once a week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I think 9-11 is like something that gets brought up a lot i think maybe someone could have told him like 10 years later be like oh it's his anniversary of this thing that happened <laughs> i don't want to hear about it I don't wanna, okay fine your choice carl it's up, somebody needs to make a movie good. about that up to you someone tried to play about the assistance that every day it's like 50 first dates yeah every day you have to make sure that your boss doesn't find out that 9-11 happened write it what if he i hope he lived the i hope this I is i hope knew. a this is true and b that he never knew about 9/11. i don't think he did if you know carl or people that know him and can like look in and fact check this like please get in touch sexy unique podcast at gmail.com because i need to know more about the carl lagerfeld 9-11 myth and I will continue to tell this story until someone corrects me. Like me with Sheena? Are you shook? I'm shook. 
I didn't know. Wait, she has list- a podcast? I've listened to Stassi like for hours. Yeah. Sheena has a podcast. I l- will listen to it sometimes on bonus episodes and like live roast it because it's true. It's like, and it's an insane podcast. I have to listen to it. Maybe that should be our bonus episode. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. We'll think about it. Um, so we end with Liz, Eli, Eli, Maggie and Liz are like closing up shop. And he invites them to go out for drinks. Across the street. Across the street. Liz is like, I gotta get my hair done. I can't go. And we cut to Liz at her house, and she's like, I didn't have to get my hair done. I don't want to be in the middle of that crazy sexual tension between Eli and Maggie. And that's when I you realize that like Liz she's is a real amazing. One. Yeah. Like she knows her shit. She goes home and like hugs her dog and like is just happy. That's amazing. Like I didn't learn how to do what Liz did there. Like, I'm still learning how yeah. to do that. Liz removes herself from a really toxic equation. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm here to work. I'm not here to, like, go to drinks with these weird people. Yeah. She read the she read the writing on the wall, and she got the fuck out of there. Yeah, smart. <laughs> Flew back to Gramercy. Amen. And then I was officially on board with Liz. Yeah, I'm on board. So I'm into Liz. Maggie Liz. and Eli have a really... They go on a fucking date. They go on a date. She's... Tells him she has dinner with her boyfriend right after. And he's like, let's get you drunk. So he's like trying to make Maggie like eat a pizza. Also, this is just sad because it's like she's shit kind of like making fun of her boyfriend to Eli. Yeah. And it's like. Must suck for him. Yeah, it sucks. She, He's like, let's get a pizza. You can take it. And she's like, I'm not hungry. He's like, well, you can take it home. You can give it to your boyfriend, Ryan. And she's like. Well, Ryan doesn't really have like a sophisticated palate. And then She's that like, becomes like New a York. joke. Yeah. And it's just like. They have like an inside joke together about. Yeah. About like her boy. It's just it's like, like. such a betrayal. Ugh, it's a real betrayal. It sucks. And then he's like, let's get you drunk. And it's like so like me too. Yeah. It's like a real like. But she's also like participating. It's yeah. just like a fucked. But I like, mean, in a technical standpoint, it's your boss being like, let's get you drunk. Yeah. Maybe not. It's your boss that you're some sort of sexual history has well, gone down between them. Also, she says that she was his personal assistant for like a day. She tells this to Liz and that she had to put his shoes and socks on his feet and pick up his underwear. Yeah, it's like secretary. It's just like something is amiss. Liz is like they're in love with each other. Yeah. They're definitely like obsessed with each other. Yeah. I think. I I don't know if it's love. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't like it. And I don't want that kind of relationship in my life ever. But I love watching it. I had to. I like had to mute it. It's not great, actually. TBD if I love watching it. (laughs) It's not my favorite thing to watch. No, I mean, it's it's fun. No Vanderpump rules. No, this was like a different kind. And I, but Liz honestly was the light in this darkness because she was just like, I'm not, this is inappropriate for me to be yeah. around. I don't trust it. I can't deal with it. I'm out of here. I got to get my hair done. So she pees. That's my new excuse for I anything. Get my hair done. That's like, you can't argue with that. Hair is everything. Hair is life. It's 9 p.m. I have to get my hair done. I have done. to get my hair done. I'm getting a blowout. I'm checking this out. I well, what a history! What a history! I'm checking this out. That was the episode. That was uh, yeah. 
And what an episode it was. What a history. More to come this season. So much more. This is like truly... This is... Gallery Girls is a roller coaster ride. It is. Also, I was hanging out with Ben from Watch What Crappens last week. And we were talking about Gigi. And he said that it's the question Andy Cohen gets asked most, which is, is Gallery Girls ever going to come back? People love Gallery Girls. It has a cult following. It has a total cult following. It's like NYC Prep. Yeah. It's a great show. It's a great... I'm like already obsessed. Didn't get its due. No, it was too ahead of its time. Most great things never do. It was a glimpse into something that we weren't ready for. It's a real... It's like the comeback. Like it. It's like the level of uncomfortable that you feel at times in the comeback it came out around girls yeah so i think girls was like if it had come out like a year or two later i think it would have been popular Mm -hmm. where people wouldn't have been so like oh yeah they would have like appreciated it's because you can't sometimes you just like can't have both in this world no like you need one to contextualize the other one it's true it is very girls-esque it is Man, what a show. I'm so glad we have six more episodes. I hope 12. I hope limitless. I hope to God. <laughs> what if we, like, no, that's, I was going to say, like, what if we just, like, thought, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go. Follow me at E-Cario. Uh, at Maggie slash amy from gallery girls <laughs> follow me at eli klein art <laughs> follow me at sharon horowitz art dealing <sighs> please i wish i want an instagram that's just sharon's outfit i want to live in one of her giant sleeves yeah puffy sleeves i wish i was friends with sharon you could be never say never we're going to podcast live with Sharon from Art Basel next year. Should I get an internship at Sharon's gallery? What if you got an internship? I could. That'd be cool. Anyone can get an internship. It's free. It is. There's no reason to not give... So- I mean, there's there are reasons to not give... <laughs> there's a internship. lot of reasons. There's actually a ton of reasons, <laughs> but I... One of the things that I'm great at is interning. Didn't get me very far. Me neither. But my I interns, was good at it. My internships didn't do shit. My internships got me jobs that I got fired from eventually, but during the intern phase... Can. I was great. Can? Oh, yeah. Oh, you worked. I worked, yeah. but it was unpaid. Like, I paid to work, so it was actually the opposite of working. Oh, my God. But it was still fun, and I was great at it. I wish I had done that. You know what? You could still go to Cannes. You could pay $2,500 to go to Cannes and intern. And I could just like get an internship somewhere. Maybe we should do it. If the Patreon reaches $25,000 a month, I'll get an internship. And I'll pay to go to... to Carrie will go to Cannes. To pay to go to Cannes. <laughs> you can be a student and the Cannes Film Festival program, you'll be... The oldest person in the student thing. By Even, like 10 years. Yeah, by like 10 years minimum. <laughs> Probably, yeah, maybe more. You can room with other students or if you really want to like roll balls out, you can get a solo room, but you're, you'll make more friends if you room with people. <laughs> I love a communal vibe. I love a communal vibe. 
I'm like, throw me into the fucking lion's den. <laughs> Let me walk into the th- fire. Throw me to the wolves and I'll come back leading the pack. R.I.P. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Anyways, if you want a bonus episode, you can get it. Patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast. There's lots of fun bonus content there for you as well. I'm posting the old pumped podcast archived episodes that you can't fucking get anywhere else you can get them on the patreon so that alone makes it worth it that is definitely worth it. and that is a fucking time capsule archive they're truly culturally relevant these are iconic for so many reasons but also they're helping me realize i'm actually psychic because i predicted a lot of things before they happen but you'll have to listen to find out and become a patron i think it's worth it to become a patron super worth it it's a great deal it's five dollars a month for like so much fucking content so much so much and plus if you get your friends to become patrons eventually we could get to a level where we go to trash island do a large live (laughs) podcast and then get an internship i want to get an internship at trash island at trash island (laughs) you have to commute every day via helicopter i have to clean the trash yeah that's my internship google trash island and write us about trash island yeah tell us everything sexy unique podcast at gmail.com also (laughs) raise awareness about it because it needs to go yeah also don't I mean, I know you love Nespresso, but also just like think about the environmental impact it has because it's pretty bad. I'm just going to say it. I don't really shame people about anything. I'm pretty much like a live and let live. But Nespresso pods are kind of the devil, (laughs) even though it's delicious. And I get why you would just keep drinking it. Uh, If I had if Nespresso was to send me a bunch of free Nespresso pods, you better believe I'd dust that machine off and (laughs) drink all of them. But also I'd feel kind of guilty about it i miss nespresso i know have an espresso on us love you love you When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.